<laughs> so you have chosen death. <laughs> I didn't choose it, it chose me. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't think you were given a choice. Death? <laughs> yes, death indeed. Welcome, everybody. It is the time we have all been waiting for. The end of the Tomb of the Nine Gods. The confrontation with the Soulmonger, the Death God that it sustains, and its creator, the ancient Arch-Lich Aserak, feared throughout the multiverse. All of this awaits in the very next room. Last session, you defeated the Coven of Night Hags that sustains, nurtures, and tends to the Death God. Now, the Death God and the Soulmonger are defenseless. Not that that makes your job much easier. So, here you are, still recuperating from the fight with the hags, still processing the aftermath of the terrible discovery of the deformed, twisted clone of Bulb. You are here, lying down on the lying down on the plant growth that covers most of this room, serving as a soft carpet to somehow comfort you. A small comfort as you prepare for what lies ahead. What will we be doing before we head into the room, my friends? Spending the next four hours in real life just uh, hiding away in one of these different rooms and seeing what happens. <laughs> uh, um, I, Onyx was wondering if Zinhorn would actually like to swap some magic items. Um, if my character sheet would open, I'll be able to explain what I wanted to do. Because <laughs> I know that uh, last session Onyx gave Zinhorn the robe of scintillating colors. No, I didn't end up taking that because... Oh, you didn't end up taking it? No. Oh, well then don't worry. Uh, would anyone like to take the lamp? Because Onyx's plan is going to rely more on the robe than it is on the lamp. But the lamp is going to be useful to more people. That's fair enough. Feel free to swap anything you like. Because it only takes an hour to attune, so... Yes, and you and I presume you're going to be having a rest before you enter. Mm, having a, yeah. a rest, will still leave, uh, what, just under eight hours or so for yeah. the Heroes Feast we had last time. Yes, it will. So that'll still be in effect. Come on, I... Mm. Oh, get those... Temporary hit points back, do we? No. No. They're gone. Once they're gone, they're gone. But, but you, five of you still have Omuan gods buried in your heads, and Mm. they're feeling the apprehension too. Um, 
there's a mixture of determination to go in there and destroy the Soulmonger to avenge the gods of their deaths that Aserak brought upon them, and also apprehension, an overwhelming desire, an, over, an overwhelming desire impressed upon you by at least half of the gods to turn around and leave. But, even the gods that do not wish to press on, such as Unk, who keeps on nervously suggesting, oh, maybe we can just head upstairs and collect anything we've left behind before we try our luck, uh, has promised you that they will assist in the battle to come. Okay. No, that's the wrong Ava. Finally, my Adobe started working. Sorry. <laughs> Just had to fucking close everything using Task Manager before I opened it all up again. So, it is at this time, as you're just lying down in the undergrowth, breathing heavily, and trying whatever you can to put this feeling of overwhelming apprehension to the back of your minds that Bobbit slash Alessander feels something vibrating in her robe. And she reaches yeah. in and pulls out the scroll of communication. Oh. Your first impulse, Bobbit, is to just sigh and, what, and realize that if this is Wakanga writing about bulbs shipping business that it couldn't possibly have come at a worse time, but you unfold the <laughs> scroll anyway, and it is not a missive from Wakanga. Instead, the scroll reads, This is Thessalandra Bravewing of the Halruin Navy. As promised, information on Aserak. Ancient lore states that he hides among the grandeur of his followers, hoping that their shadow will be enough to disguise his own. I'm not sure what this means, but hopefully it will help you to locate his phylactery and thus spare your future a very terrible fate if you defeat if you somehow manage to defeat him and he regenerates and that is hides the end in of the shadows, hides in the shadow of his followers he hides in the grandeur of no, his followers no. hoping grandeur. that their shadow will disguise his own um Oh, we'll finish this first, then I'll ask. Mm. Um, that's interesting. In the grandeur of his followers. Mm. That's a very interesting... I'm not quite sure what it means, but if it helps you to locate his phylactery, then you'll have to try to work it out. But, I suppose, in the meantime, you're going to have a long rest... So, still lying here, 
in the hag's room. You sink into the undergrowth and let the exhaustion take mm. over. Um, yeah. What is Sir Lucian attuned to? He is attuned to his sword. Yep. And his armor. So he has a third attunement slot. He does. I, um, if he was here, I would ask him, uh, would he like the ghost lantern? Oh, well, Sir Lucian won't refuse. He'll he'll take it. Yeah. Give him the lamp. Yeah, I am going to need the robe for what I have planned. So Lucian nods and he says, he just wordlessly takes it, grabs it close to him. Even even he seems shaken by what's ahead. And so oh, you, and so you sink into the undergrowth. You let the exhaustion take over, and your sleep is dreamless, restless, save for the incessant heartbeat of the Death God in the next room. You can still hear it, even in the depths of sleep. <clears throat> so once everyone is attuned to everything and had a long rest, is there anything anyone would like to do during a long rest, aside from attuning to items? I mean, Boat doesn't need to sleep, so she's going to be setting stuff up for the next day. But you can find that out once everyone starts waking up. Fair enough. Um, um, Bob, uh, not Bob. Jesus Christ, it's been so long since I played him. Why? Um, Onyx is going to give the three vials of uh, water, fountain water, yep. to Ava. And Avo is going to take three of her plus one arrows and tie a vial to each arrow. Very well. Just see what it actually, see what this actually ends up doing, because you do know that that water has a chance of healing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. So I know. let's hope it doesn't backfire. <laughs> yes, but the chance of a silence is kind of... Yes. Yeah, if the... If it works. That being said, she has two shots. She has a high chance of going not first because of Zinhorn, but second or third. She can shoot two and if... Hopefully it doesn't... If it does heal, it's not going to, like, overhealing because that's not a thing. That's entirely fair. Um, let's just hope... Um, yeah, I'm definitely not going to use it when we're... <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely not going to use it when we're ten rounds in and yeah. think we have him on the ropes, because... <laughs> you don't yeah. want to risk that healing. Mm -hmm. But, that said, there are other effects that can come into play, so... Turn um, him into a chick. Oh, it's... No, I'm sorry. Gender bend him, silence <laughs> him, heal him, and I can't remember what the other one is. A shitload of necrotic damage. That's those. right. <laughs> so... Heal, yes. nothing, nothing, or silence. I'm yes. willing to take those odds in the first round. That That's fair enough. Um, silence him, change his sex, give him temporary hit points, among other things. Um, okay, so... Eight hours pass, and... The... Dreamless, restless sleep 
subsides. You awaken the heartbeat from the next room. Still beating. You awaken and find no respite from the incessant sounds that bothered your unconscious minds. And, Bobbit, what mm. does the party awaken to? Um, for starters, Bobbit never actually moved from where she had to put down Bob. She has been sitting there the entire time. And upon waking up, the only sign of movement that she's had for the last eight hours is that there is now... <laughs> A, uh, about five separate piles of bones sitting around her in a circle, and the middle of that circle looks like an odd rune shape made out of blood. Ooh. And she's casually sitting there holding a scroll in her hand. Before we continue, I will just remind Zinborn and Onyx that they need to decrease their max HP by one. Yep, okay. Now continue. You see Bobbit with this circle of blood standing over it, holding a scroll. Zinhorn, you remember just hours ago when you saw Bobbit scooping up the blood of your ill-fated companion off the floor. What does Bobbit have in mind? Is anyone going to ask or... I'm seeing if anyone else is going to ask her or if she's just going to keep going. Microphone is muted. Ava is going to ask you what you're doing. Yeah, Ava definitely is going to look over and (laughs) Ava just Ava just looks in Bobbit's direction, her beak pursed and she says, Bobbit, my baby, why have you got all this blood? (laughs) Bobbit, without even so much as turning back to the others, you just hear her quietly go, Next room's going to be bad. We need more friends. Bobbit is going to get more friends. Hmm. Ava just looks concerned hmm. and she says, And what friends do you have in mind, Bobbit? That's not important. What's important is Bobbit's going to get them to help. Hmm. You hear Sir Lucian just mutter, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Any other objections? Yeah, I was going to say, after last week's episode, that's probably a uh, good response from him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that whole yeah, evil we can contend with line, y'all should have left that alone. <laughs> Onyx is just... <laughs> any, uh, any other questions, or are we good to go? Like really? There seems to be seems to be an atmosphere of in the room of well, we don't particularly like what Bobbit is doing, but we acknowledge that any help is good help. Wonderful. In that case, Bobbit is going to unfill the scroll that she was holding and start chanting an abyssal and cast summon greater demon inside the uh, circle. Lovely. Okay. I will get you to please uh, roll for me a d10. Okay, I have I have those in spades at the moment. Uh, 
Oh, how quaint, a six. A six, lovely. And so you recite the incantations of the scroll and the blood that makes up the circle begins to glow a bright red and then you all see the blood begin to boil the surface of it bubbling and sizzling as plumes of steam rise from anyone moves to the corner <laughs> that, that's probably a good idea <laughs> i can't blame him Uplix <laughs> is just looking on in wonder because magic is magic and yep. you just hear the blood sizzling and it starts to evaporate all of the blood melting off the floor turning into a thick red mist that fills the vicinity around Bobbit and her circle obscuring Bobbit save for her eyes which are glowing a bright red behind the mist as she continues to recite the summoning suddenly the mist dissipates. The entire room shakes with unseen energy. The mist is blown away. And standing where the circle once was is a gigantic humanoid. It has the shape and proportions of a large ape. Its skin bright, its skin a dark blue, contoured with thick muscles its arms, head, and back covered with a thick red fur. It is a Balgura, also known as a leaping demon. Hmm. Oh, that's going to be interesting. As soon as hmm. it sees you all, it beats its chest with its huge battering ram-like hands, and it shouts in abyssal, Point me to something to pulverize! Hmm. Oh good, this one wants to listen. Hmm. Hmm. Or it just sort of waves to sort of get its attention out of her feet. Hmm. Or oh, at his feet anyway, because I'm guessing it's a lot taller than she is, even yes, as an adult. Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's like eight, nine feet tall. Um, yeah. So it turns, it turns and sees Bobbit there, it stops pounding its chest, and it raises one of its hands in, you think, an approximation of a salute. That it says, I'll pound things in your service, Lady Alessandra. I'm honestly impressed this thing is actually even remotely listening, because every time I've looked up someone greeted demon, it's automatically come up with the hostile. We're just not friendly. But well, you are now your own warlock patron. Yeah, no, that's true, that's true. Monster yeah. <laughs> looks and goes, hmm, well, that's good. This is going to be a lot worse. And she does that, she sort of motions to the, uh, I suppose now glowing circle still surrounding him, going, there needs to be something in exchange first before we begin. The demon just looks at you. It pounds its hand on the floor, causing the whole room to shake. And it says, help now! Steal Rasnasi for masters later! <laughs> Well, is not on that side. Yeah. <laughs> With that, yeah, her eyes just narrow and goes, that might be difficult considering you're inside the protection circle. 
Unless you do what I do what Bubba asks, you're not leaving that circle and has to sit there with nothing to smash. The Balgura looks at you and opens its mouth, revealing yellow, sharp, yellowed, blood-stained teeth, and it roars. It raises both of its hands and aims a punch at you, Bobbit, and then it swings its hand, hits a seemingly invisible wall. You see a blink of magic and the Balgura is blasted back into the circle. It sprawls on the floor and you just hear it call out, Ah! <laughs> Do we feel silly now? It climbs to its feet, pounds the floor again, causing the whole room to once again shake. And it says, Speak your terms! Hmm. Bobbin understands that she is, for what she was, not popular amongst your kind. But, if you help us in this endeavor, you could possibly become the one, you know, sort of gestures to the door beyond and goes, who stopped the soulmonger and freed the abyss? Does that sound like something you'd like to be rewarded for? The Bulgura raises one of his hands and starts scratching his head letting out a loud mm. as he thinks I'd like you to please make a persuasion check yeah this I am speaking to it in abyssal by the way just yes, uh, well I know persuasion that is a 19 oh that's a Belgura nice 19 I didn't actually look at it very well the DC was 18 so you pass <laughs> he scratches his head once more lets out another loud mm. Then he lets his hand fall limp to his side and says, Deal! I get to smash, I get promotion, and I don't even have to contend with Rastasee! But there is one thing we need from you apart from your guarantee that you won't harm any of us while you're here. He looks at you again, and he just waits for you to give him the ultimatum. Bob, at once... Your name. Your real name. And, more importantly, the name of the one that holds sway on her soul. Her soul, not... And just goes, Rasnes Sea. Give that, and you're free to smash as much as freely as you wish. As long as it's in the right direction. And he he just says, Ah, true name! You must think I'm stupid! (laughs) As he says this, he beats his chest and starts jumping up and down. He says, but... But... I do so dearly want to smash things. Bobbit, please make another persuade check, this time at disadvantage. Hi, hi. Why do you have to say disadvantage? Hmm. Well, first was a nat 20, because, you know, fuck me, right? Second one was a 22. 22. The Balgura looks impatiently from left to right. You see his hands clenching into fists. He clearly wants to sate his bloodlust. And he just shakes his head and he says, Fine! Fine! Anything to get to the smashing! 
He jabs a meaty thumb at his chest that says, Browlgook! As for the demon who Bobbit has pledged her soul to, Valruman! <laughs> okay, let me just scroll this down because I'm gonna need those fucking things. So, Balguru. Bralgug for him. Oh. And is Bal it Bralgug as in B or V for him? B R A L G U G. Bralgug. G U. And G. for the other one, Valrumar. V A L R U M A R. Okay. Ah. Wonderful. He looks Hooray. at you and he says, Now, let out of the circle! Let's get to the smashing! Wonderful. And with that, Bobbit steps back with the other. Well, actually, just looks goes, I understand that honoring agreements is not your normal way, but it would be very unfortunate for you to fail before you get a chance to help. And with that, she undoes the circle and then also animates Des the pile of skeletons sitting around her. Fair enough, fair enough. How would you kindly count up? I think that's three skeletons, is it not? Mm, five. Yeah, that's right, because. Yes, that's all I got left, but. You're going to. Alright, uh, let me just get tokens for everything. Because <laughs> I didn't know which demon you were summoning until the roll was done, so. Uh, I'll just grab a token for the Balgura and throw him on the map. Okay, here he is. Balgura, add to our bed, please. And five skeletons, and they are just normal skeletons, they're not minotaurs. Unless no, I'm... they are minotaur skeletons, ah, so yes, I've made sure right. to take as many as I possibly could. These are the last minotaur skeletons I have, though, so... And would you want them in particular groups, or just five altogether? Five altogether is fine. Very well, very well. Let me grab my Horde of Skeletons token for that. <laughs> it said Bobbit was bringing friends. <laughs> <laughs> Bobbit likes friends! Very clearly. So all of the bones you have gathered in your... <laughs> uh, all of the bones you've gathered in your bag start to coalesce, forming five minotaur skeletons and one to five the Balgura and the minotaur skeletons look at each other eye each other off the Balgura looks over at Bobbit and so do the skeletons as if questioning that they have to work together and then mm. the Balgura clenches his fists and says if they smash ice Smash! Ha ha ha! Hmm. God, I'm glad we didn't get a smart skeleton, a smart demon. This would have been so much more annoying. Wonderful. <laughs> um. Okay, Bobbit looks back at the rest of the group and goes, "Well, Bobbit brought friends. Bobbit's gonna go and uh, going to um sit in her wear target form while you guys get the door. Have fun. Also, be nice to points to." Bulgira so it just goes this is our new friend Bulgun be nice to him or else he'll probably smash us and kill us as if to confirm this the Bulgura roars pounding his chest and in abyssal shouts haha 
me just looking for an excuse to smash. Yeah, probably just let him do his thing. Um, Onyx is going to quickly walk into one of the rooms, activate his robe, and then walk out. Yep. Because no one saw it, so no one gets blinded. Yep. Neat. So, Onyx, you just step into one of the trial rooms, activate your robe of scintillating colours. It lights up, brilliant patterns begin to flash throughout the room, and would certainly have blinded anyone in the vicinity. You wait a couple of seconds until the patterns subside, then you step out back into the main room. Yes. And then I also activate my sunblade. Yes. Whoosh! blade of pure sunlight extends from the hilt, ready for you to put it to good use. Is any, everyone else ready? Yes. I will specify that I have my shield out as well. Yes. So I have my sword and shield. Because <laughs> I actually need to specify now that I pull out my spellcasting mm. focus, because I no longer have my ruby attuned. Yep. Now... Just remember that when you expend charges on your robe of scintillating colours, that will cause everyone in the vicinity to make wisdom saves or become stunned. Yeah, I know, but I've activated it, which means it's now shining. Yes. But, but no one saw it activate. No, no. but when you expend yeah. a charge, it will. Yeah. So I've already expended a charge in the room. Yep. And then the action stays until I turn it off. Yes, that is correct. Yes. yes. So creatures that can see me have disadvantage on attack rolls. Yes. So I'm just I'm just keeping the scintillating patterns up. Yep. So that um, whatever's in the room has disadvantage for the in, ah, for yes. as long as the robe is activated. Yeah, I didn't. I forgot that it lasts a bit. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you walk over to the skeleton uh, key gate. And Zinhorn and Onyx insert the skeleton keys one by one. There doesn't appear to be any puzzle or any cryptic solution. Each of the skeleton keys has a single slot that is designed specifically for it. And they all drop in easily as each one falls in. You hear a loud click from behind the door. And once all five of them are in place, you hear... A metallic rumbling from the other side of the gate as unseen cogs begin to turn and the gate slowly opens revealing a staircase leading down into the cradle of the death god are we ready let me let me let me check skeleton army check angry demon that wants to kill everything check where tiger form check i mean clean pants oh wait hold on i'll be right back uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, unless someone has unless some, well, i mean i have other things but We'll just we'll just work with this for now, like yes. Yeah, I think everything that I need for now. Yeah, I think I've got all my preparations ready. Very well. I've given I've given the lantern to Sir Lucian. Hopefully, he remembers to use it. Sir Lucian Um, just stands up and he says, hmm. draws his sword and leads the party down the staircase. 
Cool, let's get this shit done. <laughs> That's it. It's, it's starting, but... <laughs> perhaps, perhaps you might be lucky. Perhaps you won't have to fight right away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love so, how yeah. that was wordless. <laughs> <laughs> Crumbling balconies overlook a pool of lava, filling this triangular chamber, above which is suspended an enormous crystal cylinder held in place by three adamantine struts. Wraith-like forms swirl inside the cylinder, and otherworldly screams hang in the air. Four long, writhing tentacles sprout from the cylinder's caps. A shriveled monstrosity the size of an elephant floats near the cylinder. Its body is wet and malformed, its arms and legs are atrophied, and its oversized head drips black goo. This embryonic creature is attached to the cylinder, by a twisted umbilical cord. You are staring at the soulmonger and the deformed, otherworldly, monstrous fetus that is the developing death god. There are, however, other things of note in the room. The soulmonger itself and the death god appear to pay you no interest. Perhaps they do not consider you a threat. There are balconies overlooking the room, and at the very end of the room, far to the south, on the other side of the pool of lava, you can actually see a swirling, glowing blue vortex embedded in a stone doorway. What would you like to do? Well, we came here to destroy the soul mono. You did. Because <sighs> we're, we're all getting scared because we're all metagaming because we know who the big bad boss is. Yeah, but... <laughs> so well, we're we gonna knew like, was coming. You did come yeah. here to destroy the soul manga, but, you know, perhaps it would be wise to check the room first. And in fact, in Ava's head, true Papa Zotul is encouraging Ava... Send your men out! Search the room for a technical advantage! Hmm. Hmm. And swirly blue portal thing. Yep, at the very south there's also two balconies, one on the east side of the room, one on the west overlooking the pool of lava. You could possibly go up and examine the Soulmonger itself, though it is likely that this will trigger whatever defensive instinct it has. Hmm. Onyx hmm. would like to check the alcoves. Very well. Would you like to try to climb up there, or do you want to just examine yeah, them from so here? These ones. Ah, these alcoves. Yep. Yeah. It's Zinhorn's going to go along as well, and so Zinhorn and Onyx fan out across the room and you start to check the little alcoves embedded in the walls of the room. You find them all filled with piles of bones, mainly humanoid, most of them oh. appearing quite fresh. 
you're uncertain of their purpose, but it's possible that they're used by the hags to feed or nourish the death god, and are thus stored in a convenient place where they can be easily accessed. Um, now, I'm guessing there's no walkways no. to these. <laughs> no, you either have to yeah. climb across the adamantine struts or fly up onto the balcony. So, is the Soulmonger actually being held up by these adamantine struts? It is, yes. The adamantine struts appear to be the only thing preventing the Soulmonger from just dropping down into the lava. Interesting. And you said that the balconies are crumbling, yes? No, no, they're not crumbling. Um, oh, okay. They're just... Uh, oh, no, wait, yeah, they're crumbling. They they look, yeah, crumbling. But that yeah, they said, look old and, and... They look old like and crumbling. Worn. They look old, worn and crumbling. But that said, they also appear to be quite firm. And Adamantine Strut is holding up each balcony. And they're embedded into the walls themselves and appear to be holding firm. So it doesn't look like they're going to instantly crumble down into the lava, but they do look quite old, worn, and if this wasn't Asarak's dungeon, then you would be certain that any amount of weight would just cause them to topple straight off. Yeah. I was just thinking I could use my mason tools to dig out that strut that's where we are, and then the, then the physics of it would tip it. Possibly. I mean, you have adamantine swords. Yeah, no, but um, I would not like to hit the thing because that could activate self-defense if I could mm. use my mason tools and just dig out underneath the strut. Yeah. There is a chance that it may not activate the fences, but then again, it probably could as well. But... Uh, we do have three was... adamantine swords, so... Yeah, yes. Well, two now. Three, I made four. Oh, yeah, yeah. made four, yeah. So does anyone want to attempt to get over onto the balconies? It's not on my to-do list. Uh, so you, Zinhorn, you have your vines. You'll be able to shoot your vine out and use it to climb over the pool of lava onto the balcony. It is quite a distance, so there will be a dice roll involved. Uh, it's not on my to-do list. I'm not, not overly no, too interesting. There's nothing from, nothing from a distance that I can see with my perception that... Uh, no. Um, you can't actually see what's on the balconies as each of the two balconies is enclosed within a stone wall about a foot tall um so anything that's stored on the balcony itself is obscured by this Mm. and you said there's one umbilical cord holding the holding the death creature to to the soul that's right if we could break the umbilical cord muzzle (laughs) tov yeah (laughs) I'd be just wants to walk on the walls, but at the same time, I was just... Mm. Look, assuming you stay oh. away from the Soulmonger, uh, it won't yeah. attack you. The thing is, Probably. though, 
the soul monger is quite obviously a magical item. Yes. And I would yes. imagine a very high-powered one. Goes without saying. Hmm? Dropping it in lava may not destroy it. Not instantly, no, but it would at very least weaken it. Yeah, but then we would need to go into the lava to destroy it. Or just hit it with something as it sinks into the lava and hope that you could do the last bit of damage before it sinks totally into the magma. It may be powerful, but keep in mind, if it falls in the lava, it is going to be taking damage every round until it does finally get destroyed. It just might mm. take a while. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, we could do that. I do have some high-leveled spells to try and do it, but then again... Uh, there's the death god and then there's potentially anything else that comes after us and... yeah yeah part of me really wants to just look around mm. uh, can I very very carefully taking the longest way around you only possible get to say like the balcony on the right hand side just sure. very carefully very surely because I don't want to alarm Whatever the hell this Dark Souls nightmare in the middle of the room is. Yes, yes, says Nang Nang. Let's search for treasure before we foolishly throw our lives away. <laughs> to the edge. Nang Nang, you will not be missed, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. ass fucking frog. She won't be. Um, you walk well, to the very... Well, imagine if I was longer at the moment. Yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> Or even if Sir Lucian still had uh, his god, who would... Yeah, would already be straight up, just yeah. destroy everything, be done with this farce. So you walk to the edge of the pool, reach out, place your hands on the stone, yank yourself up to, onto the wall, and then begin to carefully walk along the side. I would like you to make a stealth check, please. And... Oh, oh. I mean, I get advantage, but still, why, why? Why do you make me do this? 17. 17. The Atropel got 16 on its perception check, so... I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the what? The Death God. So, you ah. make your way over to the balcony on the right and deftly leap off the wall, landing behind the stone fence. You notice the tentacles extending from the soul monger all twitch as if they briefly detected your presence. Mm. Then they fall limp once again, satisfied mm. that the threat is past. I've and... never been so much happy to have Bulb's boots on right now. <laughs> <laughs> the balcony halfway along the room is littered by ornate glass bottles looted silver urns, ivory caskets, and other vessels, all of them inscribed with baleful, with baleful sigils. Make an arcana check, please, Bobbit. Oh, boy. Uh, that's an at 20, so that's going to be a 30... What is my arcana? Pretty sure it's plus 12. I'll check. Yeah, that's a 32. These are all phylacteries belonging to presumably liches who have pledged their fealty to Aserac. Uh. Yay! 
most of them are most of them are rather grand vessels befitting the oh my god oh my god sorry sorry but you finished the description first befitting the station of those who would have created them uh ornate glass vases golden cylinders topped with jewels bronze and copper statues with extremely detailed carvings alike okay I'm pretty sure I've already figured this out but I'm guessing it's going to be meta if I say it out loud isn't it um well no, if if, Bobbit, if, 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 if Bobbit's is, figured something out, yeah, Bobbit's intelligent. Bobbit may already well, know. Yeah, the Bobbit, answer. Yeah, well, Alessandra could definitely. Okay, you that thing from before. It's hidden amongst the shadows of his followers. You, this is basically freaking Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Somewhere amongst these freaking phylacteries is going to be a tiny one that just. Does it like you know? Does its best to blend in this tiny forgotten one that everyone's going to look past, and that's going to be his. That is my hunch. I'm just putting it out there because you have all these other grand ones of all these other liches that are under under his command. If his phylactery is here, it's going to be some tiny ass like piece of shit that no one's going to look twice at. Would you like to try it in try to search through the phylacteries to see if you find um well first i will i will update through moa not through nang nang because nang nang is just going to be take the fucking things and just yeah update and go guys there's a lot of phylacteries up here moa imparts to the other gods uh it appears there's a veritable stash of phylacteries up here on the balcony no, Nang Nang, we will not be taking them to sell on the black market. No, no, Alessandra suspects that hidden amongst these uh, rather grandiose vessels is something a bit less, a bit more nondescript that may belong to Azarak himself. Meanwhile, Nang Nang is indeed just shouting, Oh, gold, gems, we can take them all, we can sell them, who cares if they're phylacteries? It's just, just take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take, take it. it. Mm-hmm. Can I see the um the other balcony at the back from here? Is it like on the um, same level or is it yes, higher up? Yes, you can. And from here, you could see that the southern balcony seems to hold some sort of gateway. An ornate archway looms over this balcony. Grinning skulls are moulded into its frame, and a swirling blue mist. Uh, a swirling blue mist roils within, obviously some sort of magical portal. Mm. Mm. Can I do an arcana check on it from here, or do I need to... Yeah, you can do an arcana check. Yeah, I'm going to be tapping the last one, but it never hurts to try. Uh, 26. 26. You recognize that it is almost certainly a magical gate. Not not planner. It teleport rather it teleports those who step into it into a location usually within a couple hundred feet of 
the gate itself. Huh. Most likely another section of this level of the dungeon. Hmm. Um. Well, we'll happily update the. Uh, well, not happily, but definitely update the. Uh, the others, yes. The rest on that one, but interesting. Would you like to search the balcony for any um, objects that may? Uh, yeah, I will. I will just quietly investigate for them. Yep. So you're quietly investigating. I'd like you to make an investigate check with disadvantage, please. Oh damn it! Why? Why? God damn it! Uh. Thirteen. Thirteen. You spend the next ten to fifteen minutes carefully making your way between the rows of phylacteries, occasionally lifting one up, searching under it, and trying not to make any noise. You're about to give up, but you have an idea what you're looking for, and that ends up being what saves you. If you didn't figure, if you didn't uh, have a hunch, the DC would have been 18, but in this case it's Ooh. 12. And wow. After a careful search, you find wedged in the wedged in between a huge two foot tall golden statue and an ornate glass vase lined with gemstones, a tiny clay box about the size of a, the palm of your hand, and carved into the lid is a grinning devil face. Mm. Mm. Ah, Sir Lucian has arrived. Hi, Sir oh, Lucian. GPS. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> We're about to oh, fight Mr. Lucian. We, we found a room with some with a crap ton of phylacteries that aren't going to doom the people using it. Uh, lots of lava and this Dark Souls aborted fetus looking motherfucker. That said, you do notice in amongst the phylacteries what appears to be a leather pouch and... As you draw near to the leather pouch, you notice that it's seemingly overflowing with hundreds of little gold rings with an emblem of a harp carved into the band. No, I can't tell if you threw that in there because I mentioned it or you planned this no, for I the was way you fucking genius. No, I was going to have <laughs> that regardless. <laughs> I love that that house somehow ended up here. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's and there's another question. And there's like easily like a hundred of them in the bag, and it's like overflowing onto the floor. Mm. See, the fun thing is, if it wasn't for the fact that we have literally everything else in the room to deal with, I would probably be considered taking the damn gold rings, but we're not doing that right now because <laughs> obvious reasons. Everything is accursed. Do not touch anything. You, you see these. You know what? For once, you have a good. You, you yeah, actually yes. buy the money there. Yeah. You, you see these, wow. Bobbin. Oh and. <laughs> you see these, Bobbin, and it, it takes only a cursory check picking up one of the rings to determine that these are indeed tiny phylacteries. And as you place the ring back down in the bag, you just have a brief moment of wonder where. 
you just have a brief moment of incredulous wonder where you're just thinking, what idiot decided to make so many phylacteries? Doesn't he know <laughs> yeah. that he's basically doomed himself to never be able to resurrect? <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> so you have the small clay box, and holding it in your hand, you can feel a malevolent energy emanating <clears throat> from it. This nondescript box is indeed a phylactery, but is it Acerax? Um, I will be right back. I'm just going to put my food in the microwave. Yep. Yeah. And if it is um, Acerax, how will you go about destroying it? Can you yeah. identify... Is it possible... Oh, hang on. No, I was trying to do a bullshit check, but I, 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 I don't know what I'm trying to say. Let me well, think, let me process this for a second. <laughs> well, you said identify, and casting identify would indeed easily tell you whose phylactery it is. Oh, okay. In that case, could one of us cast Identify? I mean, the only one that could, because I'm the only one that's here with it. I'm going to go ahead, just uh... to confirm that you're not going to toss some random phylactery into the lava. With... <laughs> uh, I might warn people that there's a good chance that uh, if I do that, someone or something could possibly know that I'm doing this, because, you know, liches are fun like that. That is correct. So, Bobbitt passes the information to everyone else, um, warning you that if she attempts to identify this phylactery, there is a chance that its owner may be aware that it's being tinkered with. That in mind, are you willing to take that risk and have Bobbitt cast identify to confirm that this is Acerac's phylactery? Well, we kind of need to make sure that we're getting rid of the right phylactery. Yes. Perhaps it's a risk mm. that you have no choice but to take if you want to be sure. Mm. And as much as I'd like to ritual cast this sort of thing, you know, where target form is on a timer, so... Yep. So you just burn yeah. a spell slot. You cast Identify. The box in your hand lights up and the devil face opens its mouth grinning widely. Your identify spell informs you that this phylactery is bound to a wizard by the name of Halrueth Nakatana Aserak of Castle Greyhawk. Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah, uh... Well, this is one of those, okay, I got good news and bad news. The good news is, found it. The bad news is, found it. <laughs> there's, a shift of, there's a shift in the energy in the room. The phylactery in your hand seems to have a heartbeat. You can feel it vibrating. Almost as if the shred of Vasarak's soul within is aware that you were holding oh, no. it and thinking of a way to destroy it. What would you like to oh, do? Oh, no. Mm. I mean, I'd rather not have ever touched this thing, but we're here with it now. Do you want to just uh, hurl it into the lava? I don't know. Does anyone else have any other suggestions on what to do with this? No. 
hold on to it for long enough, it probably would start to drain your emotions or do something to you. Phylacteries are generally not the type of thing you want to carry around, as we know from Harry Potter. Alright guys, Does anyone got a, has anyone got a 10 foot pole? I have an idea. No. No, I can't what, say that I've got a 10 foot pole. What's the name? idea? Okay, here's my idea. If we could, um, okay, if we ever got a pole, have we got a rope or something to sort of create sort of like a a knot around it and turn into a, a, a bit of like, not a garrote or in a way, but, oh, okay, a bobby knocker so I can sort of cast a phylactery. No, no, we're not, we are out. not, we're, we're not using Acerac's phylactery as a freaking mace. <laughs> no. So, can we please tie up his phylactery. Because who's he comes in contact with will suck their soul out. I like where this is going. Well, he's yeah. got a suggestion that if you're going to transport it anywhere, not touching it is probably wise. Yes. But can we bind it? And turn it to a mace! If it was anyone else's phylactery and not Acerax, maybe, but you're talking about the most powerful lich in existence. <laughs> it's yeah. you know, some people's souls there. Please, uh, no, I do not wish to have a weapon made from the most powerful fucking phylactery in the okay. multiverse. I agree. What would it take to make such a weapon available to us? Oh, An act of <laughs> Satan. <laughs> I mean, there are all these other phylacteries that belong to other no, liches. <laughs> no, let's not, no. Let's not. Let's just do what we need to do and be done. You're going to sit there and call Bobbit out for being fucking evil and doing evil things, and your first idea since joining for today's session is let's make a weapon out of <laughs> a fucking phylactery. It's, it's like a WMD on a piece of rope. It's not a That's... bad idea if you think about it. What is your alignment again? Lawful neutral. Yeah. <laughs> no. In the name of the king, I want that. Yeah. Well, um, if you want to ride your flying carpet over to one of the balconies and get one of the other phylacteries, you can feel free. Okay, no, okay, no, I, wait, wait, there's more than one phylactery. Okay, I get this yeah, whip of whole balcony thing full of these things. Oh, okay. Can we just not touch any of them? Because I know accursed objects don't just do anything good. <laughs> well, you no have to destroy. You have to destroy this one at least. The others belong to different liches. That, oh, okay. Yeah, they all belong to different people. So, so Bob. Well, go ahead. Let's destroy them. What would you like to do to mm -hmm. destroy it, Bobbit? Though next campaign, oh. since we are going into the hells, I'm going to let your artificer actually attempt to do that. <laughs> oh god, don't. No. Oh. It wasn't a bad idea though. It was mm. pretty Yeah, I'm gonna let you attempt it next campaign, see what happens. Um, <laughs> so, Bobbit, what would you like to do? I'm gonna guess this thing isn't exactly... Well, if I've cast Identify on it, is there anything else I've learned about, like, 
any magical properties it has, because I can't imagine punting this thing into a lava pit is just gonna, oops, I guess it's destroyed now, because that would just be the most ludicrous well, freaking... What your identify spell and your knowledge of Arcana tell you is that as far as phylacteries go, this one is extremely simple and primitive. It really does just appear to be a clay box with a piece of Azarak's soul in it. That's probably... That's probably part of its design is in that no one would suspect this tiny little unremarkable box of harboring Asarak's soul. Um. Huh. Zinhorn has an idea. What would Zinhorn suggest? Um. During the last. Uh. uh last. Um, long rest he picked up uh, to spell magic. Yep. But I was not sure whether that would work, so... On the phylactery, think... most likely not on the phylactery, but yeah, there are other things in the room it might work on. Hmm. Yeah, there's too many options and almost all of them are going to start a fucking... Well, you don't have to destroy it this moment, you can hold on to it and deal with it later. Yeah, I... Mmm, I don't want to hold on, well, not physically hold on to it anyway. The well, thing we know is, what you know, it looks like now, so... Yeah, the thing is, if you somehow defeat Asarak, you have approximately seven days to destroy the phylactery before he regenerates, so... <sighs> would, would even holding this in a, like, a bag be a good idea? Like... You don't know. Nothing about this seems to be a... Yeah, that's what I mean. Nothing about this seems to be a good idea. Destroyed now. He's probably going to be pissed and come looking for whoever did it. If we hold on to it, that's probably going to fucking mess us up. Could just leave it here in this balcony. Take it, back to the, take it back to the doorway and place it in front of the doorway so we know exactly where it is. Yeah, that's a good and idea. And then once we've dealt with the Soulmonger... We can decide what to do with it. That's a good idea. Okay, I'll go with that then. Alright, so you want to walk back along the wall? Yeah, well, not really, but yeah. Please <laughs> make a stealth check as you climb over <laughs> the balcony wall and begin to walk along the lava pit. Bringing the also, back to the others. And one, the weapon you were thinking of was a flail, not a mace. Ah, yes, a yeah. flail. Oh, oh, that's right, sorry. Sorry, guys. UMD, mate, flail. Flail, yes. Okay, um, let's say non nat 20. Okay, let me roll for the Death God. Also, I will be muted, so if you ask me a question yep. I don't answer, just remind me I'm muted. That is 19. You oh, make your oh, way safely back to, the, back to the front of the room. You briefly hold out the phylactery so that everyone can see it, and then make your way back up the staircase and place it in the plant undergrowth back in the hag's room. As soon as you place it on the ground, you feel relief swell through you. The malevolent energy seems to subside, and then you make your way back into the cradle of the Death God, rejoining everyone else. Now, what to do about the Soulmonger? 
Morning, Morning Amber Coffee. <laughs> this is it. This is where Sir Lucian's curse ends. If you can find a way to destroy the Soulmonger. Uh, okay. If does the Soulmonger know that we're here, I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. Well, it's likely someone knows you're here. Well, if um, let me get the actual names up. If um, the demon. The Minotaurs, Ava, and um, Alessandra or Bobbitt, whoever's in charge, can distract the Death God, and so Lucian can fly me to one of the balconies. He could go to the other balcony, and Zinhorn, I could give him one of my adamantine swords, and then all three of us could attack the struts at once while the others distract the Death God. Can someone describe the room, Jimmy? Because I can't actually see so it. So it's a big triangular-shaped room. It's got a big pit of lava in the middle. The Soulmonger and the Death God are suspended above the lava, and they're held in place by three adamantine struts. To the south of the room, there are two balconies, one on each side of the room, and each of them has an adamantine has one of the adamantine struts attached to it. So what what Onyx is suggesting is that. You, him, and Zinhorn take place at one of the adamantine struts and try to destroy it with your adamantine sword, and then hopefully this will just pitch the Soulmonger into the lava. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see this going beautiful. Mm. Yep, weak points galore, let's do this. Just like a PlayStation 2 boss. Yes. <laughs> so... If so, everyone wants to do that, then I'll give one of my adamantine greatswords to Zinhorn. Bobbit, Zinhorn, what do you think? Well, there's no real other mm. plans at this stage, so... Yeah. At least it'll start the killing process. Yep, seems... It's up to those doing the distracting that are... Okay. So, who would like okay. to be at each strut? Do you want to say, Onyx, do you want to be at this one here at the front with Ava and Bobbit and the skeletons and the demon so Lucian can fly over to where Bobbit found the phylactery and Zinhorn go to the other balcony? If Zinhorn's happy trying to swing across, it's just I don't have a way to get that far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, bippity boo my yep. rug. The rug unfurls, it begins to hover. <laughs> Lucian climbs aboard and flies up to the very top of the room, out of reach of the tentacles if they were to awaken. Flies over to the balcony where Bobbit found the phylactery and then leaps off the carpet, landing in front of the adamantine strut. Zinhorn, I'd like you to please make an acrobatics check to use your vine to swing across. Okay, acrobatic. That is an 18. Zinhorn, you take the sword that Onyx hands you and then you shoot out your vine. It wraps around a pillar of stone underneath the balcony and then you use it as leverage to abseil along the wall, dropping down 
into the balcony in front of the adamantine strut. Onyx, what would you like to do? Onyx is going to stand in the strut, and yep. Ava is going to get into as one of the farthest corners she can. Yep, so over right in the corner of the room. Yep. Um, and... Yeah. All right. I'm going to uh, ready my sword and... You're gonna, so you're going to use your sword to destroy? You're not going to try to dig it out with Mason's tools? Well, the others are still... Uh, the others are now currently in a danger zone, so I'm going to just go for a quick... All right. So I would like uh, Onyx, Zinhorn, and Sir Lucian to roll to hit the struts. I'll roll for Sir Lucian. And Bobbit should probably... <laughs> Bobbit yes. should get a chance to go where she wants. Uh, yes, where would you like mm. to go, Bobbit? Um... Hmm... A part of me really wants to. Oh, I know that's just a teleportation forever. Is there anywhere I can get like all the way back here so we have like this whole area completely surrounded? You want to go to the southernmost balcony? If that's a possibility. You'll have to walk along the wall and that'll get a stealth check, but aside from that, yes, you can do it. Mm. What do you guys think? Otherwise, I'm more than happy to just stay up with everyone else and. My minions. Well, wherever you think you can do damage and keep that god yep. distracted while we break through Adamantine with Adamantine. Yep. Mm. Well, I mean, actually, if that's the case, it probably makes more sense to have people surrounding, or at least protecting, you know, well, you've got enough people protecting and surrounding you. I need to be, like, my wear type form. I'd prefer to be close to the thing so I could actually hit things. So would you like to actually go onto the struts and up to the Soulmonger? Oh, that sounds dangerous as all Yes, but... Remember that we're trying to drop it into the lava? <laughs> yeah. Painfully well aware of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have the means to either slow my fall down and I can technically fly yeah, as well. It is about 30 feet down into the pit, so you will have, you know, a couple seconds to react. Yeah. So, this is a terrible fucking idea, but hey, at this point, terrible ideas are all I seem to be good for, so screw it, I'll go along with it. Yep, alright, please make a stealth check. <laughs> the magical boots don't fucking fail me now. 19. 19, let me roll for the death god. I swear to god, if we drop you in the lava and you can't get out. That's a 12. <laughs> That's a 12, so you're Ooh. fine. You step up onto yeah. the adamantine strut and your footsteps making no noise. You creep along the strut and stand on top of the soulmonger. Oh, imagine this just bipedal tiger is literally stalking its prey. Yep, just standing on top of the soulmonger. Meanwhile, the death god floats, surveying the room and the tentacles slowly snake around trying to feel out prey. Okay, so I'm going to roll for Sir Lucian. I would like Zinhorn and Onyx to roll, please. So what am I adding for at the Adamantine? Is there anything ah, so it's just or? a strength plus proficiency. So plus strength plus proficiency is so the proficiency is also... I got 20. a 22. 22. 
Okay. 19. 19. Uh, okay, so Lucian also got 19. Onyx got 22. Onyx, you slam your sword down on the strut, making a dent in the metal. However, the other two can't seem to make it, can't seem to make any progress. Lucian and Zinhorn slam their swords at the struts and the swords just bounce off, not leaving a dent. Oh my dent. god, that hurts. Are we, are we, are we, are we? However, uh, Onyx, you may roll for damage and it is an instant crit. Yay. So, Onyx, please go ahead, roll your damage. Yep, uh, that was 13, not doubled, so okay, 26. 26, okay, so that will be... Uh, let me just... Okay, I'd like everyone to roll for initiative, please. And here we go. <laughs> 14 for Onyx. 14 for Onyx. Oh, Jesus. Um, 7 plus 5, that's 12 for Ava. 12 for Ava. Zinhorn? Sorry, I had a random phone call. Ah. What, are we, what are we doing? Rolling initiative. Rolling for initiative. Okay. I'll roll for Sir Lucian. Natural 20 plus 11. Ooh. Oh. Good <laughs> So what's that, 47 or something stupid? That's a 16 for Sir Lucian, so Sir Lucian's going second currently. What did you uh, get? Actually, uh, no, I got a 19. Okay, so Zinhorn, Alessander, Sir Lucian, Onyx, and then Ava. Alright, Zinhorn, you're up. As soon as the swords clang into the struts, you hear a hissing sound emanate from the Death God as all of the tentacles rise up, ready to attack. Zinhorn, mm. what will you do? Um, so step one is going to get a... Well, so there's a fire elemental is what I was going to do. Can yep. summon a fire elemental? And where would you like to summon it to? Uh, I'm going to summon it next to me as a bit of an extra... Very well, very well. I will grab a token for it. Uh, scroll all the way down. Fire Elemental right next to Zinhorn. Okay, would you like to move anywhere? Uh, I'm sort of going to hide behind the Fire Elemental. So yep. like more, try to be in the corner as much as I can. Yep, and try to attack the Strut next turn. Okay. Yep. At the end of your turn, the Soulmonger gets to attack you with one of its tentacles. So how this works is um, anyone who um, makes an attack against a strut, at the end of their turn, it gets to strike with a tentacle. Oh. So it's going to make an attack. So that's strength score of 22 plus 7 to hit. Okay. Let me roll that. 20 plus 7. That's a 12. One of the great tentacles strikes towards you and you duck, hurling yourself behind the fire elemental. Okay. At the end, and then after that, the 
Death God will take a legendary action. Good. It opens its mouth and lets out a withering wail that surges through the room using all three of its legendary actions at the same time. So I can't make what? any more until the next round. I need everybody to make a con save, please. What the fuck is this crap? Sir Lucian passed. Uh, does 21 pass? 21, uh, 21 just passes. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm currently stuck behind a guy on a motorcycle slash bicycle. And he's... Ugh. Ugh. He's <laughs> in the thing I... Guys, do not repeat this on national broadcast. I... I don't like bicyclists, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing against you, but... I'm saying, if you get door jammed, it's not our fault. Well, that's been broadcast to the world. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, oh, we're live. Yes. Oh, yes. Different. We always are in D and D. Um, so, um, yep. <laughs> it's okay. I'm pretty sure we don't have any bicyclists in our audience. Um, so, the Balgura has failed its con save. All five yeah. of the Minotaur skeletons have. Uh, Zinhorn, Ava, and Onyx. What are your con saves? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh, pass. Onyx got a 13 because, 13. Yep. you know, I've got all these buffs to constitution and I can't fucking pass one. And Ava got an unnatural 20. Okay, so Ava and Onyx, the Balgura and all the Minotaur skeletons all have one level of exhaustion. Oh, God. Oh, wait, uh, Ava actually has advantage on saving throws. I forgot about her cloak of okay. protection. I get her to um, again. Uh, yeah, don't worry. Yep, okay. okay level of exhaustion. Fuck. Okay. God damn. It is now Alessandra's turn. Okay, so I have Big Bad Death God in front of me. I have literally standing on the Soulmonger. Yep. Huh. You can try to damage one of the struts from on top of the Soulmonger, or you can attack the Soulmonger itself, or you can attack the Death God. Entirely up to you. I gotta wonder if that umbilical cord is what's keeping it alive. Mm, I was trying to wonder if it, this thing is actually like tied to the soul monger, like so destroying the soul monger would destroy it. But yeah, you don't know yet. No, oh, no. Decisions, decisions, goddamn decisions. I'm going to burn through spell slots because you have no idea how rough this is going to get. Exactly. Uh, well, I would, since it doesn't take a spell slot, I would like to use a bonus action to activate my Grim Scythe because I yep. feel like that's going to be necessary. Yep, it is activated. Like. Yeah, it wasn't the fact we're probably all gonna die. The idea of a one-armed were-tiger holding a freaking scythe on top of a boiling pit of lava sounds really cool, but... Uh... So, can I actually hit any of like, the actual tentacles from here, or is it just the actual Soulmonger itself? The tentacles are moving... Well, the tentacles are part of the Soulmonger, so... Hitting the tentacles counts as hitting the Soulmonger. And 
and the death god's umbilical cord. That counts as hitting the death god. Well, actually, the umbilical cord has its own AC, so... You know what? This is probably... Like, what is the umbilical cord actually connected to? Uh, it's connected to the soulmonger, so you're standing, like, right here in front of you. It's the umbilical cord. Okay, well, here's hoping that cutting this thing doesn't friggin' piss this thing off entirely, so... I will get the Minotaur, when it's the Minotaur Skeletons and the Bulgira's turn, I'll get them to help Onyx with the strut, but otherwise I'm gonna go and try and swing at this umbilical cord and see All if right. that helps. go ahead, roll to hit it. I'll get a plus 12 on my attack with the scythe and my, uh, my staff, so that is 15 plus 12, that's that 27. Is, that's a hit, roll your damage. Okay, d10 on this one, so d10 plus 7. Damn, that's a that's that's 17 points of I believe it's necrotic damage on this one. Nice. So um, yeah, so that's 17 points on the first hit. I do get one more, but see what well, happens first. The, the death god, including the umbilical cord, are immune to necrotic damage. And I've just killed myself. Great call. Cool. <laughs> uh, did you inflict any damage that wasn't necrotic? No, because the, the scythe thing automatically becomes necrotic instead of bludgeoning. Ah, well. Oh, god damn it. It is Sir Lucian's turn. Wait, I still have oh, yeah, another still have your, attack. Yeah, still have your attack. Go ahead. Uh, did, 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 did you just use necrotic on the death god? On its umbilical cord, yes. I was trying to get extra damage. I blanked. Okay. okay. Do you want to, to, the... to try to hit the soulmonger instead? Hit it with a pinata stick. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll give it a go. It's probably not gonna work, but hey, screw it. Now this is a waste of an attack. Uh, none that twenty. That's a hit. Roll the damage. Okay. That one is eleven. Is the Soulmonger completely immune to this crap? No, it takes 11 points of damage. And now I get smacked by a friggin' tentacle for my efforts. Well, no, actually, that only happens when the struts are being attacked. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Attacking um, the Soulmonger yeah. itself just puts you in danger of the Death God. Um, it is Sir yeah, Lucian's if, oh. turn. Sir Lucian. Wait, don't my minions um, get to, oh, yeah, they get do to get go? Their or is that... Yeah, they get their turns. Okay, so... Balgura is going to... Oh, he does his own thing. I can't command him. Yeah. As long as he's helping us, he can do whatever the fuck he wants, I guess. He beats his chest and makes a running leap towards the Soulmonger. Leaping straight across the lava, landing on top of the Soulmonger with you. Oh, hi, big guy. And he Hello. makes a bite attack first off. On the Soulmonger, the Death God. Ah, uh, that is an 11, so he bites the Soulmonger and nothing happens. He beats his chest and decides to pound the umbilical cord instead. Jesus. First is a 26. He deals six points of damage to it. He then goes in for another fist attack. That is a nat 20. Oh, he deals my God. 20 points of damage to it. Oh. That's a, that's a tough chord. It I'll be is... right back. I have to go and question my, my attacks from now on. <laughs> it is the Minotaur Skeleton's turn. 
and each of them, well, they don't have any ranged attacks, so they are going to use their great, the they're going to use their great axes to go for the strut, and that is two of them hit, slamming their great axes into the strut, making big dents in the metal, dealing. Uh, wow, uh, 34 points of damage to him. It is now Sir Lucian's turn. What do you want to do, Sir Lucian? Your options are, you can use the Adamantine Sword to attack the Strut, or you can throw a Javelin at either the Death God or the Soulmonger itself. Ooh, well, the Strut looks... What looks like the better advantage from... From your point of view, I can't see. Well, yes, if you can break these struts, then you can send it pitching down into the lava. That said, they do appear to be quite tough, and your previous attack didn't deal any damage to it. Well, don't I get three attacks now? Yes, you three, do. Three times yeah, you do. So would you like to attack it three times? Oh, yeah, that's like instant rerolls. Alright, I'm going to roll 3d20s. Okay. One of those attacks hits, it's an auto-critical, as you slam your adamantine axe, your adamantine greatsword into it. I'm going to roll the damage. That is 17 doubled to 34, so that is 34 points of damage on strut number two. Lovely. Can I actually, I think I've got, I think I've got one of my items, I can re-roll a fail hit. You can. Would you like to? Would you like to use your clockwork amulet to replace one of the rolls that was less than ten with ten? Yes, please. Okay, that turns one of your misses into a hit. You roll your damage against. So that's two d six. That's twenty double to forty. You deal forty points of damage to the strut. Oh, nice. And you notice that the dent is quite, quite substantial. You've nearly cut through the entirety of the strut at this point. <laughs> yeah. Next How turn. However, the Soulmonger attacks you with one of its tentacles in response. Oh, shit. That is a nat 20. Oh. And it hits you. The tentacle strikes you, knocking you off your feet. Was... <clears throat> uh, was his armor the nullifying critical, or yes. was it no. Uh, no, it's not, unfortunately, so... Mine yeah. I got big high variety. Yeah, um, so that, he's just got the plus, the plus armor. So that oh, is... Oh. Let's see... Oh no. So that is, uh, 52 points of damage on Sir Lucian. Mm. He is oh. knocked down, but he is looking quite hurt lying there oh, on God. the floor, knocked off his feet. It is oh. now the enemy's turn. Oh no. The Death God, seeing Bobbit in front of it, reaches out one of its deformed arms and targets Bobbit with a life drain attack. I need you sure Bobbit you don't want to hit the demon? That's like bigger and next to me and much scarier? No? Okay. I need Bobbit to please make a con save. This was a mistake. Okay. One save. Wait, where are you? 
17. 17. That is a fail. You take 23 Shit. points of necrotic damage. And yep. and the uh, Death God, if it was hurt, would recover 23 hit points. Well, shit. It is now uh, Onyx's turn. Onyx uh, has a fucking level of exhaustion. Yes, he does. But so, it doesn't affect the yet. Oh! It's two levels. Yeah, okay. it's just skill checks. Uh, yeah. Well, then, I. here's a really stupid question. Is the strut now flanked? <laughs> um. Well, it's an inanimate object. Um. Well, it's I think not. That is a yeah, no, it's not flanked because it's not actually a combat. So. Okay. Um. though. Okay, so my first attack was an eighteen. Eighteen. Unfortunately, that does not hit. Okay, so swing and a miss. And unfortunately, my second attack is also a swing and a miss. Okay, you're going to get struck by one of the tentacles now. Um, Now, technically, is it seeing me or no? This is like a legitimate question. I don't know how you're wrong. It doesn't, I don't think it could see. I think it just can sense that the uh, strut is under attack and it's striking you. So that is, so a tentacle lashes out. That is a 26. That hits anyway. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, so that is going to be... Let's just see. 24 points of necrotic damage. I can live with that. I can live with that. It also... It, I also forgot to roll for it to strike the Minotaur skeleton, so I'm going to do that now. <clears throat> My boys. So the first Minotaur skeleton who hit dodges out of the way, and so does the second one. Wow. They are fine. Okay, it's Ava's turn. Uh, Ava is going to take aim at the umbilical cord and just try and shoot it twice. Yep. Go ahead, she can roll to hit. Uh, And she's going to use two void arrows. Two void arrows, yep. Yep. So, first, uh, I'm just going to roll both dice at once to see what happens. Uh, an 18 and a 16. Both hit. Both hit? Okay, awesome. Okay, so her longbow is 1d8 plus 6. Uh, there's a d8. Okay, so the... Oh, fuck, why did I do this to myself? Uh, second d8 for the void. Okay. Um, and... The dreadful strikes. Uh, would an umbilical cord take psychic damage? It does take psychic damage. It does? Okay, cool. I'll roll that. Okay, so one psychic damage. Um, a 14 piercing yep. from the void arrows and two, I guess, is still piercing because yep. it doesn't say it does any different for the, from the actual void. Uh, and now rolling the second arrow's damage was... 18 physical damage. Yep, okay. She pelts the umbilical cord with arrows, thun, 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 peppering it and tearing portions of its flesh away. The death god roils where it hangs 
it opens its mouth and bellows celestial. Does anyone understand celestial? Uh, it's one of the few that I do not understand, unfortunately. Damn it, if Bob was here. Um, yeah. but Well, he no. was. No. Uh, Ava does not, and neither does Onyx. Perhaps it's a good thing you don't understand Celestial, considering what it's saying. <laughs> languages <laughs> understand Celestial. <laughs> languages understand Celestial, but utters only obscene, no obscene nonsense and profanity. Aww, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so you I would just love hear to it. Hear what you're going to come up with? You yeah. just hear it bellowing. That's it. It's celestial, so it would be more like. Oh. <laughs> it's just babies crying. But really, it's yeah. saying like, "I fucked your mum" or something. <laughs> you know, it's it's a baby. It lives in Xbox Live. Oh, yeah. I almost feel bad. I was gonna say I almost feel bad that Bob can't stand because the perfect response that'd be jokes on you. We don't even know who Alexander's mum is. Brief pause. Oh, it is Zinhorn's turn. <laughs> oh, all right. I... So, oh. we're still trying to we're still trying to take out the. Uh... That seems to be going well so far. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give another attempt to strike at a, this beam. Yep, go ahead. And I'm plus six to it, so that is a 21. That is a hit. Roll your damage, and it is auto-critical. And adamantine is... 2d6. 2d6, yes. 2d6. I have plenty of those. Plus strength. So that is... Uh, that is 6 plus 2 is... 8, so 16. Eight. Lovely. And I suppose your fire elemental will now attack. Yeah, so is the tentacle up on the platform still? Uh, it's retracted, but now that you've hit the, um, now that you've hit the strut, it is going to try to hit you again, but that's at the end of your turn. Um, so I want the fire elemental to attack the tentacle. Yep, so at the end of your turn, the tentacle is going to hit is so that I'll get the I'll get the fire elemental to attack it first. It might be able to stop the tentacle hitting you. Please roll an attack for your fire elemental. Uh, attack number one is uh, eighteen plus there it is. Uh, 18 plus 6, so that's 24 to hit. That is a hit. Roll your damage. 2d6 is 10 points or 13 points of damage. Lovely. Okay. Now, now on fire. The tentacle is on fire and it's knocked off course by the fire element hitting it, so it's going to roll with disadvantage. Uh, second attack for the multi-attack. Uh, yep, go ahead. It's going to attack the is... tentacle again or... Yes. So that is a 21 to hit. That is a hit. Roll the damage. Oh, that is 11 plus 3 is 14 points of damage. Ooh, lovely. And you notice that every time the fire elemental strikes the tentacle, you see flame travel along the tentacle back to the soulmonger, and the soulmonger shakes with each blow. You're dealing damage to the soulmonger itself. So does that mean the soulmonger is now a flame? No, oh. but it is taking damage. So, what part? The is, tentacle is a, the tentacle is on fire, but the tentacle is the soulmonger. So, when the tentacle takes damage, so does the soulmonger. So it says the target takes one d ten fire damage at the start of each of its turns. Yeah, well, that... 
So it doesn't really have turns, but every time it goes to strike someone, I'll get it to do that. So, okay, cool. um, okay. Uh, and it misses you, knocked off course by the fire elemental, rolling only a twenty-one to hit. Uh, eight points of fire damage. Eight points of fire damage. Lovely. Okay, it is now Alessander's turn. Okay, well, first thing I'm going to have to do. Oh, so, so long it takes down from the Death God does not. So, <sighs> I was kind of hoping to still cut off that umbilical cord. So, it's either I try and go for the umbilical cord and do less damage, or keep swinging at the soulmonger and hope for the best. It's up to you. Uh, well, I mean, I'm standing on top of the soulmonger, so I might as well do that. I could offer our Mr. Brogal gun to try and go after the death god itself, but it's kind of its own thing and it's not killing any of us, so we'll stick with what it knows. So I'll take two more swings at the actual um, Soulmonger. Go ahead, Soulmonger. roll to hit. First is a 24. 24. That is a hit. That roll hit? your damage. That is the 17 points. Nice. Go in for your next attack. That is 25. 25, that's a hit. Roll your damage. Okay, and that's 13 points of, of necrotic damage. 13 points of necrotic damage. There's just lots of roaring as it just keeps swinging the scythe, just like trying to bleed Cleaver Field. You strike down onto the Soulmonger. The entire canister begins to shake, and you see a crack open in the crystal. Souls begin to fly out through the crack. Four souls. Oh, they fucked us up. Each of them, each of them tormented in pain. Uh, They shriek as they start to swirl around the room. Well, I fucked us up. At the end of your... At the end of your turn, the Death God is going to use a legendary reaction. He's going to attempt to make a touch attack on the Balgura. And that will be a nat 20 on the Balgura. The Balgura takes 32 points of damage. He shrieks, ah, me smash you, as it saps the life out of him, and, oh boy, uh, took half his HP off. <laughs> Jesus! It is now, sir, uh, it is now the Valkyra's turn. He beats his chest and attempts to bite into the Death Gods. That will be a... 23 to hit. He deals 15 points of damage to the Death God. And then he makes two fist attacks. And one of them hits, and he deals six points of damage. So altogether that is 21 points of damage. He then ends his turn by casting Phantasmal Force against the Death God. The Death God is going to make an intelligence saving throw as the Balgura 
conjures a terrifying image in its developing mind. I'm and, not going to lie, I wasn't expecting this thing to know spells. And that is a 29 on its int save, so yes. it instantly sees through the image and no damage is dealt. The Minotaur skeletons slam their great axes down on the struts. And that will be one, two, three, four, five. None of them are able to make a dent. Yeah. It is now Sir Lucian's turn. You gonna swing at the strut again, Sir Lucian? Oh, yes, please. Alright, so that is three attacks. 3d20. One attack. Actually, I'll do all three. Do all That's three. Swing! You swing your sword down. Smash! 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 And that is a 16, an 18, and a 17. None of them cause any damage to the strut. You bastard! Damn. At, damn. The, at the end of your turn, the Death God uses a legendary action to cast Ray of Frost at uh, Zinhorn. Oh, no. no, at Zinhorn, you're safe. Uh, Ray of Cold, actually, not Ray of Frost. Yeah. That is a nat 20. Uh, Zinhorn. Wait, what is with this fucking thing? Zinhorn, you take 104 points of cold damage. Ow. Still up. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> Just barely. <laughs> Ow. Okay. Oh. It is now the enemy's turn. The, oh, good. The Death God moves away, drawing an attack of opportunity from the Valkura and from Bobbit. Say the Death God moves away. Yes, it's moving away, extended. Its umbilical cord is carrying it away from the soulmonger to another uh, part of the room. I'm gonna fire a well, use my war caster to cast a firebolt at its umbilical cord. Yep, go ahead, roll to away. hit. That is it's only a seventeen, is that gonna hit? Ah, uh, seventeen will hit. Go ahead, roll the damage. Um but it's firebolt. Five points of fire, but where are you? How'd you go? Uh, ah, there we are. One. Okay, it's gonna be nine points of fire damage. Nice. And odd question is would the umbilical cord be considered a flammable object? Technically, but it's also suspended above a pit of lava, so it's kind of used to the heat. You do sizzle some of the flesh away, and the flesh drops off yeah. into the lava. But it's not yeah. going to catch a flame. The death well, god moves try. away. It carry the umbilical cord carries it close to the uh, western balcony, and it points an emaciated finger at Zinhorn and targets him with a life drain attack. Zinhorn, make a con oh, save, please. Shit. Con save. Please pass this, because this is going to be bad otherwise. That is a natural 20. You Holy pass. Shit. You take 21 points of necrotic damage. And it heals 21 points. Oh, 2 HP. <laughs> what the fuck, 
So, Souls 21 to 30, zoom towards Bobbit. Bobbit, what is your AC? 19. 19, that is three guaranteed attacks. Yeah. So, you take 14 points of force damage as the Souls batter you with their ghostly hands. Ow. Sorry. Souls 31 to 40, fly towards Sir Lucian and get one guaranteed attack. He takes two points of force damage as they gather around him, just managing to get past his shield. Souls 1 to 10, zoom towards Onyx. What's your AC, yeah. Onyx? Tw uh, 18, because I don't have my shield up. 18, so that's three guaranteed attacks. You take 12 points of force damage as the souls scream in torture and pain. Ah! <clears throat> souls 11 to 20 zoom towards Zinhorn and they get one guaranteed attack and that is one point of damage. I Guys, leave him alone! It is Onyx's turn. Uh... I just wanted to get that out there. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I fucked this up for everybody. Well, those souls uh, would have come out anyway when it dropped into the lava, but... Yeah, um, but now I feel I still feel bad. Fuck it, two attacks at the strut. Go ahead, I've roll gotta, to hit it. I've got to somehow... Uh, oh, that was so close to a nat 20. That's fucking bullshit. Uh, that is 27 <laughs> and 21. Both of them are hits and automatic criticals. Go ahead, roll the damage. Uh, the first one's damage is... 26, and the second six. one's damage is... Uh, six. 32. 32. Snap! The strut breaks. He it flings away. It's flung away, hitting the roof, and the soul monger is instantly pulled to jar, tilting to the right. And then the strut on the east, which Sir Lucian was attacking, which only has twenty hit points left. I'm going to roll a d10. I'm going to roll a luck check for it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Snap! That strut snaps as well, leaving only the third, which is not enough to hold up the Soulmonger. You hear crumbling coming from the westernmost balcony as the, that strut bends and bends until... Snap! It breaks as well. Uh, Alexander, I need you to make a, an acro... I need you to make an acrobatics check, please, to get off the Soulmonger. Can I not just activate my helipad? Oh yeah, thing go ahead. Yes, you want to do that do as a reaction? That. Yep. Yeah. So you pull the string on your helipad <laughs> and fly. Where would you like to fly to? Wait, can I actually use movement? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna go back over with like Onyx and the Minotaur yep. skeletons because fly blah, back over to I... Onyx. The Valgura is going to make an acrobatics check to try and leap off the Soulmonger. Somehow I'm not worried for him. 
I'm just putting it out there. It's a giant pissing demon monkey. I think it's going to be okay. He rolled a 20. He beats his chest and roars as he leaps off the soulmonger and lands on the ledge next to Bobbit and Onyx, causing the whole thing to shake. The soul um, is... There's a... Oh, yep. Okay, yep. Yes, Onyx. I was just going to say that I will turn towards the souls at the end of my turn and draw my shield out. Yep. So there is a few seconds where the soulmonger just hangs there in midair, and then it pitches down into the lava. The lava lashes against the soulmonger, dealing the first round of damage to it. Let me roll for it. It is 66 fire damage. That is 21 points of damage on the soulmonger. It lands in the lava and is slowly sinking. Cracks appear in the crystal as the lava lashes against the cylinder, but it is still barely intact. And oh, damn it. So now it becomes survival. It is Ava's turn. Uh, is the umbilical cord still attached to the soulmonger? It is, and it's pulling the death god down with it, but the death god is still above the lava. Oh, now the question is, does breaking the umbilical cord kill the death god? Fuck. Or do I let it drag it down? Ah, ha 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 ha. Well, we definitely know for a fact that fire does damage it, so it will take damage if it goes under there. Mm. But if I disconnect the umbilical cord, will that kill the death god? Don't know. Or, or is isn't... the umbilical cord just a red herring? <laughs> yeah, like everything else that we've dealt with. Because this is entirely possible. Fucking dungeon. I know, right? Welcome to my world. Uh, wait, does Ava have any healing that she can give to... Zinhorn. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. No, she only has cure wounds, and I don't think she can make it touch. that far. Um, unfortunately, no, she cannot make it that far. In that case, she's just going to use another two void arrows. Ah, uh, so that goes down to 15 and then 13, because I've used four now. And she's going to attack the, um, souls. Yep next to Zinhorn. Yep, go ahead, roll to hit. Uh, um, so her two attacks were a 19 and a nat 1. Okay, the 19 hits, the nat 1 doesn't. Don't bother rolling damage, each of the souls has 1 HP. Okay. So I killed 1. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, we should have been smarter and gone, but a 19 plus a 1 equals a nat 20. That should count, right? <laughs> <laughs> One of no, the souls next gone. to Zinhorn dissipates as Ava's arrow hits him. It is the end of Ava's turn. A skeletal figure wrapped in mouldering robes and clutching a skull-tipped star appears out of thin air on the south balcony. Oh, you son of a bitch. bricks of white light burn in its eye sockets and a two-foot diameter sphere of utter darkness floats in the air beside it. I, Aserak the Eternal, beckon you to your doom. Come, foolish ones, plunder my treasures if you dare. Others have tried, all have failed. From your skin, tapestries shall be woven, and your bones will carpet my tomb. Only I am beyond death's reach. Only I know the secret 
the true immortality, immortality, shouts Aserak, ready okay, One, I got a feeling he's been practicing this shit before he teleported here. Two, so that's how the tapestries were made all the way down here. <laughs> it is Zinhorn. So we're probably going to die. Nice knowing you, Zinhorn. So Zinhorn has a two-piece plan for his turn. Heal. Plan number one, use six-level heal to gain 70 HP. Oh, thank God. Ah, lovely. <laughs> oh, I plan also, number two. <laughs> I will also say, before you uh, before you do that, Zinhorn, now that Asarak appears, the gods of Omu that rest within your heads feel their desire for vengeance overwhelm them and in unison they cry for Omu granting you their gifts and you each gain 50 temporary hit points oh thank god is that per god uh no okay but, but if you have oh. more than one god and you die you'll still have another god so oh all right fine that's fine. I'm really excited for a second there going, holy crap, did I just get 100 hit free HP? But no. 50 temporary so, hit points. Now you may take your turn, Sidport. So, yeah, plan part A, heal for 70 HP. Yep. Yeah. Plan as you, part B. As you cast heal, Asarak uses his reaction and casts counter spell at will. Oh, fuck him. I'm sorry, oh, Zinhorn, I can't use mine. <laughs> I can, I'll use one of mine. To counter his counter spell? Yep, go ahead. Yeah. You counter his counter spell, he's used his reaction. He cannot, he raises his staff, but he cannot react again, so the heal goes off. Okay. I can't use any of my spells until we actually are actually fighting just him. I was hoping not to use mine, but I have enough that I really want to keep Zinhorn in the fight because it's going to suck otherwise. And this, this, although this arena fucking sucks for my plan. All right. So my heal went off. I'm now up to seventy-one HP plus the fifty. Yep. Yep. Plan plan part two. Use my bonus action to turn giant scorpion. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Get a whole bunch more temporary hit points. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so the Death God is within reach of. Yep, but the it's Dark being Hill. pulled into the lava. It'll be pulled into the lava this round, so. So, as a giant scorpion. So I get two claw and a tail attack, a sting attack against him. Yep. So let's let's go for that. So first is a 19 to hit. That hits, roll the damage. And that is a D8 plus two. That's seven points of damage. Seven points of damage, lovely. Uh, claw attack two is a dirty 20 to hit. Nice, that is a hit. With another seven points of damage. And then the sting attack. Yep. Is... Eighteen to hit. Eighteen to hit, that is a hit. 
And so that is a D10. Uh, so that is nine points of damage and a constitution save, which I'm sure he'll make. Yes, he's going to make that now. That is a 20. He does succeed. Um, and But he does... Is he... Does poison damage affect him? Uh, no, it doesn't. Oh, then it doesn't matter then. So, at the end of your turn, the Death God, perhaps sensing that his fate is drawing near... Uh, uses all of his legendary actions to let out a withering whale again. I need everyone to make a con save. Damn it. Roll Start for Sir Lucian. Ooh, Sir Lucian failed this time. Fuck's sake! Con save. Oh. <sighs> what was the actual save? What was the actual save we had to make? Uh, con, you have to be 20. Well, shit. Ava got a 22. I'm just checking my feet to see if it helps. I Natural don't think it does, but I'm getting four. desperate. So how did Zinhorn go? Natural 20 plus 4. Okay, uh, Alessandra, how'd you go? 14. 14, okay. How did this Ava... How did Ava go? Ava got a 22. Yep, so she's fine. Fucking Onyx got a fucking 11. So, Onyx, you now have two levels of exhaustion. Alessander and Seleucian each have one level of exhaustion. I got. And Ava still has her level of exhaustion from last round. Balgruar <clears throat> uh, passes, and so do your oh, Minotaur good. skeletons. Well, good for them, I guess. The Fire Elemental <laughs> also passes. So, hooray, woo. And then Asarak uses a legendary action. He reaches a skeletal hand to his neck where a talisman bearing a green grinning devil face hangs. He clutches his fingers around the talisman and he directs his sphere of annihilation that hovers next to him. 5, no. 10, 15, no. 20, 25, 30... 35, what? 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. Okay, so he can hit everyone here. He can That's move great. it up to 90 feet. Fucking hell. 65, mm. 70. Okay, well, 75, I know who he's aiming for. 80, 85, okay. 90. So mm. I need Zinhorn, Onyx, and Bobbit to please each make uh, deck saves. Um, I have two levels of exhaustion. Is that with disadvantage? Yes. That is. Now you rolled nice, you fucking mischief. Plus seven, so that is a twenty-three. Okay, Zinhorn, yeah. you are fine. You duck out of the way. Nineteen. Sixteen. Sixteen. How much did uh, Bobbit get? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, you all managed to duck as the. Sphere of Annihilation oh, zooms God. over you. However, your Minotaur skeletons all failed. So bye, they are taking bye. 4d10 damage. That is 26 mm. each. They're still alive. And I rolled an 18 for the Fire Elemental. Yep. To the Fire Elemental pass. The Bulgura did not. He takes 36 points of damage. He screams as he is annihilated. Yeah. Oh, good. Your skeletons Wait. are still up. Hmm. When you say annihilate, does that mean he's like dead, gone forever? Mm -hmm. Sent back to the abyss. Aww. 
Souls 1 to 10 and Souls 11 to 19 are also annihilated. Oh, thank oh God. well, that's lovely. That's great. It is now Alessandra's turn. Fire Elemental get attack on oh, the yes, death does. Yes, it does. Go ahead if you'd like it to. Yes, please. I have an idea uh, for eight. 18 to hit with the first one. Yep, that is a hit. Roll your damage. Um, 2d6 is 9 plus 3 is 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. Lovely. And that is an uh, 19 to hit. 19 to hit. That is a hit. Roll your damage. And that is 14 points of fire damage. 14. And Lovely. And ignited. Leaving it with four H point, four HP remaining. <laughs> okay. It is so, Alexander's turn. Oh, watching my happy demon buddy get completely obliterated, like legitimately annihilated. <sighs> one friend down. Let's bring out the next one. And Bobbit is going to sit there, and I'm really sorry. I'm gonna need the name for that genie since I had it written down, but I believe the page has fallen out of my notebook. Her name is Al Wazir. So Bobbit calls out his name and goes, "Your time for vengeance has come." Keshma Al Wazir materializes, hovering above a pit of lava. She looks at you and silently nods, and then she looks over at Asarak. And she says, the time has come for vengeance, fool! <laughs> but before that happens, since Asarak was so nice to go ahead and completely use up his uh, reaction for this turn... I believe it was for this turn, correct? It was, indeed. Cool. Bob is going to immediately whip out the Wand of Magic Missiles and fire it off at 7th level, because... No, you, you need to go away now. Hmm? <laughs> That's going to be 12d6, and I, once I've rolled damage, I'll roll to see if the spawn disintegrates or not. Yep. Because we have no hold, there's no point in holding back on this one. 12d4, it's d4, not 12d6. That's plus 12. Please, big whammies. Alright, I'll take go. that. It's 45 points of force damage. Ooh, nice. It's just, yeah, just this unholy missile barrage just absolutely flies across the room and just pelts him. Asarak raises his staff to try to deflect the missiles, but he's too slow. They slam into him and you see bards of, bards of shards of bone just fly off. Uh, and they rolled an 11, so my wand is not gone. It's just it out of charges for today. Just out of charges. Um, and unfortunately, I can do nothing about that lovely sphere of annihilation, which is kind of I crap, because... Well, that's good. Oh, probably. Um, so I am going to, because they still have my helipack active, and try and move over to where Zinhorn is, at least yep. try and get... Fly over to where Zinhorn is. You land on the balcony next to him. Okay, it is the enemy's turn. The Soulmonger takes... Uh, yep. Uh, Minotaurs, I mean... Oh yeah, the Minotaurs. Wait, the struts, the struts are already gone, so yes, I'm not actually sure what these anything. guys could... Yeah. They really can't do anything. I'm not going, hey, go fight the Sphere of Annihilation, because that's just, hey, go die for me. Yeah. That sucks, no. It is the enemy's turn. The Soulmonger, sinking into the lava, takes 21 points of fire damage. The room fills with light as the crystal shatters. <laughs> The Soulmonger is destroyed. 
Zinhorn, Onyx, and Sir Lucian, your max HP returns to normal. Oh! The yeah. death curse is ended. The death and god. The death god is pulled under the lava and takes 11 points of fire damage, but he only had 4 HP remaining. He shrieks, cursing in abyssal as the lava melts him away. And then the remaining souls disappear, freed at last. They ascend to the afterlife. Oh, thank God. Keshma starts her turn by casting mass cure wounds on everybody. Oh. Oh. Okay. Thank you, nice genie lady. She casts mass cure wounds and you all recover. I'm going to use her genie ability to re-roll that because 11 HP is... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you each recover 28 hit points. Holy shit, I'm actually back up to just about full now. She then uses... I'm only 12 off full. I'm only 11 off full after being at 1 HP. (laughs) Now that's a recovery! (laughs) She then uses her... She then uses her movement to zoom over towards Asarak, readying the huge flaming mole in her hand. Yeah, please do. Please, please, please go mess him up. Uh, what is your HP totals, everybody? 140 and 106. Uh, including the te- is this including uh, temporary? Including your temporary hit points, yes. Oh, including 190 and 156. Yep. What? 154 of 165 at the moment. So no one's below 100. Very well. No. Oh, As- fuck you. Okay. The fire elemental is not either. Hey, you're supposed to cast that before asking that question. Hey! <laughs> yeah, Come okay. on! <laughs> okay. Asarak raises his staff and he casts... Uh, let me see. He casts Finger of Death upon... Uh, what's the range on this? Within range. The range is 60 feet. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. He casts Finger of Death upon uh, Bobbit. Bobbit, I'd like, you to, I'd like you to make a con save, please. Oh, no. Okay, I'm guessing this is going to be a nice amount. That is... Oh, that's a nat 20, so that's 23. 23. Let us see how that compares to his spellcasting modifier. Oh, DC twenty three. You just passed. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Fucking Christ. However, you Bobbit still lives. take I still know. take half as much. So, well, lives, yay. You take uh thirty three points of necrotic damage from as a, as a ray of green as a ray of red energy bursts from his staff and hits you and you fall to the ground, writhing uh, in excruciating pain. Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, for, for, if it's fit Ray of Death, it's it's going to be green for Avada Kedavra, sir. No, no, that's mm-hmm. power word kill. <laughs> this is just uh, Finger uh, of Death, it's just hurt. Nope, nope, fair uh, cop, fair cop. Okay. Play on. Uh, that is Asarak's turn done. It is now uh, Sir Lucian's turn. And so Lucian can do naught but hurl, a j- hurl javelins at Asarak, which is what he's going to do. I have a way to fix that. 
he hurls mm. three javelins, and would you know, two of them hit. <laughs> he deals... Uh, he deals 36 points of damage to Asarak, hurling his javelins into the, into the arch-lich's cloak, striking the bone and causing it to splinter. At the end of his turn, Asarak is going to use a legendary action to cast one of his at-will spells. Yeah. <laughs> that will be shocking... Uh, that actually, that will be... Let me see... I was going to say, shocking grass wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he casts Ray of Sickness at yeah. uh, Onyx. Yep. Uh, so I need. Uh, he's going to make a ranged spell attack. Yep. That is a 33. Yeah, that hits. Okay, so Onyx, you take uh, 12 points of poison damage and you must make a con save. The DC is 23. Yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> two seconds. I need. Uh, how much damage was 12, did you say? 12 points of poison damage, correct. That's off my temporary, and then a con save with disadvantage, because I'm tired as fuck, boy. Ah, oh, that's a 19. 19? Still, you know, you decent are, for a while. You are poisoned until the end of your next turn. However, that that's doesn't fine. really do anything, because... I can't get to him to hit him anyway, so... Yep. Anything uh, that's affected by that doesn't... Yeah, you have dis disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks, which you already do, so that doesn't really do yeah. anything. Okay, it is your turn on it. My turn. Okay, Bobbit, I hope you're ready for a counter spell. Uh, I. I need Ava to stay as Ava. I am going to cast. Polymorph. And twin it. Using four. Use the minotaurs. <laughs> oh fuck! Good point. Use a goddamn minotaur. Yeah. Uh, okay, can't well, I'm going to cast, cast one on Sir Lucian so that he ha so that he one has more actions and two has a way to get to Asarak. Yep. And a second one on a skeleton as yep. long as it's willing. <laughs> it is willing. So I'm gonna, well, under my command, you do what I say, bitch. Let's go. And I'm going to turn them into dracons. Oh, nice. So I'll let Dale yep. look them up so that he knows what they do. <laughs> Let's have a look. Uh, how do you spell them? D R A. Oh, Drake, oh, I see. Ah, oh, yes. They're from. Yeah, I see. Yep, they are beasts. large beasts. Large reptilian beasts. They have that a soul that can fly. Lovely. And, and their gaze is going to be great. It will be, yes. Okay. That's your turn done. Uh, um. Yeah, actually, and I'm just I just pull out my shield and yeah, I'm pulling out my shield and holding my spellcasting orb because I can't attack. Yep. Um. I've got my cloak going, so disadvantage on melee attacks to hit me. But yeah, he's got, got he's got that much of a fucking issue. modifier. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm just seeing if I should action surge yet or not. Um, you know what? Fuck, I'm going to action surge. Yep. 
And, oh, I'm not, just put a point off that I've actually used a fourth level spell slot. Um, and then I am going to cast Magic Missile at second level, which is 5d4s. At Aserac. Yep, go ahead, roll the damage. Oh, there goes the dice. Uh, that was a one, two, one, three, five, eight, twelve plus five. So it's only seventeen damage, but That's still better than nothing. Fuck him. Um, yep. Um, and then I don't really have any bonus actions that I can use. So yeah. Okay. At the That's end. That's my turn. At the end of your turn, Asarak clutches his amulet and causes the Sphere of Annihilation to zoom through the room, hitting Sir Lucian, Teshma, Fire Elemental, Zinporn, and Bobbit. I need Zinporn, Bobbit, and Lucian to please make deck saves. And uh, the Fire we... Elemental as well. Uh, that is a so... 17 plus... Where's my dex? 17 plus 7, so 24. Which one's gonna hurt? That's that's an eight. Just remember Sir Lucian's new decks. Yes, I am rolling with his Dracon decks, which is a plus four mod. Okay, rolling for Sir Lucian now. And a sixteen plus three, so nineteen for the fire elemental. Very well. Okay, so Zinhorn and the fire elemental manage to get out of the way. I'm gonna roll for. Keshma. Uh, let me see what I've got here. Volgura, uh, that needs to be replaced with the Dow. So I need to reshuffle my DM screen. Um, <laughs> oh, I know that problem. Keshma ducks as it zooms over her head. Sir Lucian rolls. Sir Lucian fails with a nat 1. His entire deck Yee. save is 5. <laughs> so, of course. Bump his deck and he fucks up. <laughs> So, Sir Lucian and uh, Bobbit each take mm-hmm. 24 points of force damage. <laughs> it is now Ava's turn. So, Ava can see Aserac from sure where she can. is. She sure can. She would like to cast a spell magic on his necklace. Oh. Okay, Aserac is going to cast Counterspell using his reaction. No, he's, he's going to use Counterspell. <laughs> oh, actually, well, so yeah, you burn yours, I'll keep mine. Yep. Alright. The amulet breaks, Ching! falls to the ground, and the Sphere of Annihilation disappears. Oh, thank God. Aserac, <laughs> That's her turn. <laughs> Aserac raises his staff and he says, You shall pay! It is Zinborn's turn. <laughs> So Zinhorn is going to come out of um, scorpion form. Yep. And I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to try anyway. Look towards the staff and cast dispel magic. Very well. On the staff. Uh, yeah. Yep, you cast it and Aserac just laughs. <laughs> Nothing appears yeah. to have happened. Perfect. Fair, 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 fair. Like, it would have been a good idea. 
Mm. Uh, it's in the world's going to Dokawane. <laughs> Fair. Send the fire elemental launching off towards Aseract. Very well. Fire elemental begins to fly towards him, drawing parallel with Keshma al Wazir. And the fire elemental can actually attack him if it wants. Yep. So we're going to make the first attack of a 22 to hit. Yep, that is a hit. Roll your damage. That is uh, 11 points of damage. 11 points of damage. Yes. Lovely. Um, and then we've got ourselves for round two. That is a 20, 17 plus... Six is twenty-three. Yep. Sorry, my math is on the verge of working. <laughs> <laughs> seven plus three, so it's ten points of fire damage for round two. And yep. igni- ignited. He is ignited. Lovely. Okay. Uh, he is out of legendary actions. It also, is I've Alice. moved over to the the wall, so it's yep. not in direct light. Yep. Uh, line of sight. Yep. Uh, it is now Alessander's turn. Okay, probably not the smartest idea, but I'm doing my best to try and keep up the uh, action economy against him. I'm just going to take out the uh, that level four scroll that she uh, got from the Pag trial rooms. Yep. And take out the small vial of blood that she definitely did not pick off bowl while she was sort of dealing for, <laughs> you know, compartmentalizing that whole issue. Yep. Draw a circle, and then because Summon Greater Demons is a fourth level spell, she's going to cast it to try and summon another helper. Please roll a d10. I'm gonna laugh my ass if I roll the same and get that big guy back. Nope, that is a one. This is either yeah. gonna be really awesome or utterly terrifying. Prepare okay, yourselves. I'm going to reveal what appears. I just have to get a token for it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um... I just want to rule the action economy. Is that so much to ask for? <laughs> Around Bobbit, the shadows begin to coalesce, forming a humanoid figure as a shadow demon oh. emerges in front of Bobbit. Well, that's fun. Put its token on the map. It looks at you, Bobbit, and its eyes glow a bright yellow hmm. as it looks between does... you and Aserak does it can it communicate or what has it communicate it says nothing for now but it is does smart it... enough to communicate okay Bobbit is going to basically go I understand if Bobbit understands if she is probably considered important but would it not be more fun to get revenge on the person that shackled your plane of existence. <laughs> I will let you out of the circle if you attack Aseract. Would that sound be, would that be fine? I would like you to please make a persuade check, and because of your background, it will not be with disadvantage. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, because that's about 20. <laughs> the shadow vengeance. demon reaches <laughs> out a hand. Want vengeance. <laughs> the shadow demon reaches out a hand, and it whispers with malice RASNESSY and then it looks towards Aserak and says CAN WAIT 
Hobbits get really upset if people keep calling it that. That's okay. Undo the circle. Go get him, fellow. <laughs> okay. He's going to take his turn. He moves to the end of the balcony, and I'm not sure he can... He can fly, so he's going to fly right Wait. up towards Asarak, zooming towards him, and he's going to make a claws attack. He only gets yeah. one. That is a hey, 19. Hey, it's, it's something else for yeah. Asarak to beat up on, so I'll take it. He swings with his claws, Asarak blocks with his staff. The Dracon, that used to be one of your Minotaurs, begins to fly over the lava pit, getting about halfway, and then uses its acid breath, causing everyone in the vicinity, including the Shadow Demon and Keshva al Wazir, to fall. No! Of course it did! Hey, isn't it supposed to follow my orders? Keshma failed. Asarak no, no. passed. That's the Shadow Demon failed. No. So. Is the skeleton supposed to follow my orders? If I didn't tell it to use its acid breath, it doesn't. Well, it's not a skeleton anymore, it's a Dracon. <laughs> Fuck. So, uh, Keshma and the Shadow Demon each take 26 points of damage. Oh, goddammit! And Asarak takes 13. Damn it, I just summoned those. <laughs> but it, the Shadow Demon is still up. It is Keshma's uh... turn. She looks towards Bobbit, and in a stern voice, she says, If you can keep your servants from attacking me, that would be much appreciated. Sorry. It's actually, I've got the wrong stat block. She's not a Dow. She's a Dijin. There we go. She's a Dijin. She swings her scimitar at Asarak, making three multi-attacks. A 25, a 14, and a 24. So two of them hit. Asarak okay. takes uh, 21 points of slashing damage, plus 10 points of thunder damage. As the hey. wind, as the energy of the storm surges from her scimitar. So 31 points of damage altogether on Asarak. It is now Asarak's actual turn. He looks over at Sir Lucian, raises his staff and shouts, Avada Kedavra! A ray of green light surges from his staff, hits uh, Sir Lucian. Counter spell. He uses, I'm keeping track of these. He uses his reaction to cast counter spell on your counter spell. spell. Counter ah. spell. Okay. We need. We need to get Sir Lucian to Asarak. More important. <laughs> more importantly, we just made him burn one of his strongest spell slots because I'm no, pretty sure that's a ninth level, isn't it? Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Power oh. word kill is like ninth level. However, it is his turn. Meaning he's not oh. using reactions, he's just casting counter spells at will. Also, he takes six points of fire damage he from does his take damage. Yeah, but he can only count you can only yeah. counter spell once though. That's correct. So the power word kill does not go off. And he swears. <laughs> Maybe if you sit up doing that, that'd be just great, thanks. <laughs> okay. Stop. It is now Sir Lucian's turn. Sir Lucian takes flight. 
flying over. Please don't burn everyone else. <coughs> yeah, so Lucian's smarter than yeah. the Minotaur. So Lucian takes Excuse me. Over to Asarak. He raises his plus three sword and rolls. Oh, um. He's not going to use the natural attacks because he has a better chance of hitting Wait. and dealing more damage with his sword. Did he keep his sword when he polymorphed? Well, they have hands, don't they? Um, the picture does not, oh, unfortunately. Yeah, so no, he's going to make a bite attack. That is a 21, it hits. Hey, that's still handy. Also, um, when Asarek started his turn, yep. he, uh, the, he should have either yes, he's going to do that. the dissolving gaze or chosen to look away from that direction. Uh, he looks to he he looks in the dissolving gaze and he makes a he just chooses to pass the save. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, uh, as so Lucian fights Asarak, Asarak uses his reaction to cast shield, bringing his AC up to twenty six. No, he used his reaction to cast counter spell though, so he can't do that. Oh, yeah. Oh wait, yeah, because he doesn't get a new reaction. <laughs> So yeah, no, that's, that's fine. Suffer. So he takes eight points of damage plus yeah. nine points of acid damage, seventeen points of damage altogether. Yeah. So that is. So Lucian then goes in for his tail attack. That is a thirteen. Unfortunately, he does not hit. At the end of his turn, Asarak uses as a legendary action his disrupt life ability. He taps his staff on the floor, and every creature that opposes him needs to make a DC-20 con save, please. I'll be rolling for Sir Lucian. Literally everybody. Sir Lucian has failed. Oh, I got 18. Uh, Onyx got a 17. Keshma has failed. Ava got a 19. Oh, Fire God. Elemental has failed. Jesus Christ. Uh, Did anyone actually pass? Uh, the Drake, the Minotaur Skeleton that is a Dracon passed. The others all failed. <laughs> I caught us the... Uh, 18 plus 4, so 22. So Zinhorn is the only one who passes. So everyone who is not Zinhorn takes 88 points of necrotic damage. Zinhorn takes 4. What? Uh, um, so that Dracon... That Dracon is still up. All the other Minotaur skeletons oh. crumble to dust. The Fire Elemental oh. dissipates. Fire Elementals oh. have like a hundred. Oh, well, it's still up. I'll put it back. Sorry, I assumed they... I thought they had like oh. 80, so yeah, it's still up. According to this thing, it's 102 HP. Yeah, no, you're the correct. Average. You're correct. Oh, um, oh I heard, I heard what? So I don't care. Um, Sir Lucian's now standing right next to Asarak as Sir Lucian. Yeah. Oh, shit. He is. Um, <laughs> well, Keshma is fuck. up. The shadow... Oh, I forgot to roll for the shadow demon. It passed. It takes 44 <laughs> damage. It is still up. Um, I don't think I can make a uh, DC 24 constitution save so actually no you know what 24 i might actually be able to Wait, did you say 44 uh, no 20. yeah no and 
No, as in like the... um, concentration safe. Sorry. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, so Dracon yeah. NPC falls. Uh, the Dracon into turns dead. back into a Minotaur skeleton, immediately tumbles into the lava. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, he gets so... his terminated. He gets a terminated two ending. Just the thumb yep. up as he goes thumb under. Up. Du, 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 du. And du, du. Sir Lucian is back in his base form. Shit. Okay. It is now Onyx's turn. Onyx's turn, you say? Yes. Mm. Um, he's going to use Polymorph again. Yep. Who and he's going to Polymorph Sir Lucian into a half-red dragon Tyrannosaurus Rex. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> lovely. Hey, what? Now. So Lucian Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, all right, let's freaking go. Because I don't think a Mosasaurus is going to fit on that ledge. No, nope. probably not. So Lucian <laughs> grows into a half-red dragon T-Rex, and he just roars at Asarak. Um. So yeah, you can find the stat block for that. At um, the end of your turn. Yep. Asarak casts Dispel Magic on Sir Lucian, ending ah, oh, I still have one more reaction. Counterspell. You counterspell it, okay. Sir Lucian Stop remains a T-Rex. Happy dick, Asarak. It is now Ava's turn. <laughs> oh, fuck hell. Um, shit, let me look at... Oh, I forgot to take off... Ava's health, hold on, uh, so 88. Uh, so it's 50, so it's 30, so that becomes 76. Um. Okay, I know what her health is now. Awesome. Uh, okay, what does she ha- uh, she's not gonna use the vile trick because it's too late in that, she does not want to heal him. Which would have been good, but. Fuck yeah. it, whatever. Um, uh, she's going to use a bonus action to cast Hunter's Mark. Yep. On Asarak. Asarak, obviously. Yep. Uh, and then she's going to make two attacks with Void Arrows. Yep. Mm. Um, the two attacks equal. She only has one level of absorption. Yes. Uh, so that's still normal text. Damn it, that's a nat 1 and a 21. Nat 1 and a 21, lovely. Both, uh, the 21 hit. Yep. Uh, okay, so that becomes... She's going to activate her favoured, uh, favoured foe because she hit him. Yep. Which I think is a free action. Yep. Which becomes a d6 for the favoured foe and then a d4 for psychic uh dreadful strike that was and then another d6 for um hunter's mark that equals 10 14 16 19 plus 25 25 damage 25 damage, nice. Yep. Uh, and then she's going to fly down into and hide in here. So that Aseret can't see her. Yep. So where's she going? Sorry? Uh, into this little hollow here. Ah, yes. Yes. So that Aseret doesn't actually have line of sight. Ah. Uh, um, 
at the end of her turn, Asarak is going to cast uh, Shocking Grasp. Wait, no, that's a touch one. Uh, he casts Ray of Frost at... Who can he... He, he casts Ray of Frost at... No, oh, he can just, he just uh, cast Shopping, Shocking Grasp on Sir Lucian. He hits and deals... 18 points of damage to Sir Lucian. And Sir Lucian can't take reactions until the start of his next turn. <coughs> okay, it is now Zinhorn's turn. Alright, so... Zinhorn is going to kick things off with a Mass Cure Wounds. Yep. Yay, thank you. Uh, for Bobbitt's... Um, can he get to where Lu Solution is within 30 feet? Uh, yes, uh, but you'll have to make an acrobatics check. Wait, and the masculine wins is for the skull, oh, right? Oh, yeah, it? yeah, no, he can, yes, yeah. I mean, you can really heal Keshmar and, like, hmm. Yeah, he can. as well. So, Bobbit, Fire Elemental, Keshmar, Shadow Demon, and Lucian, and myself. That's yep. six. All... Yep. And it is three, eight, eight. So that's 6, and 6 is 12, and 4 is 16, plus 5 is 21 points of healing. Yep. To those 6. Hey. Okay. Yep, that's definitely going to help. Okay, uh, okay, it is now Alessandra's turn. And then the fire elemental. Oh yeah, go ahead with your fire elemental. Yeah, don't, don't let me... Keep forgetting <laughs> him. <laughs> 17. 17, yep. Ah, uh, that, that is not a hit, unfortunately. Asarak blocks it with his star. Yep, so then the second one is a 22. 22, that is a hit. <laughs> that is a... <laughs> That is two plus three, so that is five points of damage. Gotta oh, love snake yeah. eyes. Uh, Gotta love <laughs> snake eyes. Yeah. You've now brought they him down to half up. HP. Ah! Oh, easy! Okay. It is now Alessandra's turn. Okay, well... Uh, I'm going to start my turn by using the, my Pearl of Power to regain a spell slot as an action. Yep. Because I'm going to need those. And as far as movement's concerned, um, we left the uh, phylactery back in the hag room, right? I you think did, I can yes. make it there with 60 feet of movement thanks to fly. You can, yes. So you zoom yeah. over... You zoom over the lava pit and up the stairs, grabbing the phylactery where you left it. Yeah, this guy's gonna try and kill me. I'm gonna fuck him up if on the way out. <laughs> we shall Have see. fun, Shadow Demon. Okay, at the it is now the NPC's turn. The Shadow Demon makes a claws attack on Asarak, and it hits, Yay. dealing five points of damage. Alright. Keshma raises her scimitar and shouts something in a primordial language, summoning an air elemental. Oh, okay. 
Oh, what does she say in Primordial? Because I can she, understand that. Her voice, similar to the blowing of winds, blows through the room, and she shouts, Winds, come to me! Defend my honor! And the winds coalesce into an air elemental. Very nice. That air elemental then takes its turn. It's going to attempt to catch Aseret... Well, actually... No, because it would affect um, Sir Lucian and the Shadow Demon. It's not going to make a whirlwind. Zooms up behind Asarak and just attacks him with two slam attacks. Both of them unfortunately missing as he ducks. Isn't he, te isn't he technically flames because of the Shadow Demon? Oh yeah, he is, so we'll roll again. <laughs> yeah, go. And both of, them so hit, both of them hit this time. <laughs> 16 points of bludgeoning damage. This fight's hard enough without you trying to screw us over, man. Get us well, up. Actually, <laughs> I actually sympathize with him. There's a lot to remember. Yeah, there is, this, is possibly the hardest, this is possibly the hardest fight that I've ever DM'd, so... Um, <laughs> well, you're doing a great yeah. job, but that's not going to stop me from yelling. Okay. How many NPCs you. do you currently have? One, two, three, four NPCs. Plus <laughs> yeah. Asarak. Plus Asarak, so that's five. And you've got a modified Sir Lucian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a lot going on, I, I respect that. Asarak <laughs> slams his staff on the ground and he passes time stop. Oh, fuck. And I don't have any counter spells. He has I stopped do, time has... for five rounds. Anyone five want to counter round. it? Oh, I can't, I'm more than 60 feet away from him at this All point. Right. So he stops time for five rounds. Well, and shit. While this time is where we is die. Stopped, while time is stopped, he reaches into his coat and he pulls out three pearls of power and he just crushes Cock. them in his fingers, restoring his ninth level spell slots well, and also his uh, seventh level spell slot. He then uh, picks up the talisman that's lying on the ground and for the rest of the time remaining, jabs it with the edge of his staff several times, little bits of magic flying from the edge of the staff into the talisman, and he repairs it. Oh, shit. Summoning the Sphere of Annihilation once again. Well, fuck. Into the room. Then... To end the time stop, he looks towards Sir Lucian and he casts Maze. I'm sorry, time cast what? Maze. Time immediately resumes oh. once again. Sir Lucian disappears, being banished into a labyrinthine demiplane for the next 10 minutes. He will remain for the duration of fuck. the spell or until he can solve the maze. Wow. Fuck. It is now uh, on. It is now Sir Lucian's turn. He's going to attempt to make a DC twenty int save to solve the maze. He got a three. Uh, oh, well, shit, he's gone. Fucking time fact, stop, man. He, I'm it, sorry. There we go. Uh, it is at the end of Sir Lucian's turn. Asarak is once again going to slam his staff on the floor and use Disrupt Life. 
it's just, he gets another four points of fire damage. He does get hit with another four points of fire damage. He's down to 80 HP. Uh, I need everybody except Sir Lucian to make a con save. Include me, or I'm guessing the range of this is insane. It's just everybody. He could, it's just everybody he can see. Ah, uh, he can. Include uh, me, around the corner out of line of sight. Ah. Uh, he can't see me because I'm upstairs. Well, he can see you. Okay, so it's just Onyx and Ava then, and Eshma, uh, the Shadow Demon, and the two Elementals. Um, Ava got a 22. 22. Onyx got and Konzo, a 13. Onyx got a 13. Okay. Alright, so uh, Onyx, you take 91 points of necrotic damage. Uh, I'm down, so... Ava, Ava takes 40. Uh, the air elemental passes, it takes 40. Keshma takes the full 91, but she is somehow still up. What the did, hell? Did the fire elemental pass? Got a 22. So it passes, so it takes 40. Uh, I think it's gone, actually. Yeah, the fire elemental dissipates. The Shadow Demon laughs as he disintegrates, and as he disappears, oh. you just hear him shout, Ross, Messi! Sorry, wrong. New soul, who this? So, yep, so Onyx is down. It is now Onyx's turn. Please make another death save. Yes. Oh, I need to make two because I went down. Yes. Yeah. First one was a pass, second one was a fail. Okay. Mm. At the end of Onyx's turn, Asarak's going to use his final legendary action to cast Ray of Frost at Onyx. Oh, right. fuck you. So it's going to be an instant. That's two it's... fails, that's dead. Well, he's going to hit him first. Yeah, I was going to say, wait. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you need to This is, this is wait, Asarak, is it... I'm pointing out, that he is going, he would do this. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, I know. But wouldn't um, that be one fail if you get hit, though? No, when you get no, hit, get hit. Uh, it's two fails. Oh, that is a non-nat 31. Yeah, so... Yeah, yep. yeah. So he was definitely not going to beat an 18. Yep, so Onyx is dead. I fucking yeah, I don't know why you left Uh So one of my gods is gone. Oh yeah, one of your gods is gone, and Onyx is back on one HP. Let me just get his token back. <laughs> I forgot that he had the god. Um, yeah, he has one back. god left. Yep. Oh, oh, which god dies, actually, because that's going to affect... You get to pick which one. Ah, uh, Shigambi. So I no longer Shigambi. have the extra attack ability. Alright, uh... Where is Onyx's token? <laughs> Why did I remove it? I forgot he has two gods. I think it's Sir Lucian. Um, uh, I've got him right here. Yeah, put him back, please. So yep. he comes back with one HP and then gains... 50 temporary hit points from his second god. Um, do I have exhaustion anymore? Because I died. No, no your back exhaustion normal. is gone. Oh, you're back okay. to normal. You're on 51 HP, including your temporary HP. Also, um, so Lucian, wherever he is, pops back into yeah, uh, so Lucian form. form. <laughs> his normal form, but he's still in the maze. Yeah, it is yeah. Ava's turn. Um... I know he has reactions, but she's going to step out and cast the spell magic on the necklace. Yep. 
he uses his reaction to cast down a spell. Yeah. And then she steps this turn. back in. She steps back in, yep. Yep. Okay, it is Zinhorn's turn. Zinhorn's gonna pick his head around the corner and cast um, to spell magic to get On rid the of the necklace. Sphere again. Yep, uh, he can't counter it, so the sphere disappears. Aserak curses. That's, ah, that's what I was hoping you were going to do, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, and then ducks away behind again. Yep, back behind the sword. I'm not going to lie, a part of me wanted to stay up, but only for one single reason. But that, that doesn't really matter, it's probably more beneficial. It this is Alessandra's turn. Okay, so I have this stupid little thing, so I'll head back down. Yep. Fully down the hall. Okay. <laughs> The only way this redeems itself is if destroying his phylactery kills him. <laughs> well, I was hoping to actually throw the damn thing into the um, sphere of disintegration, but again, Asarac, it's probably more beneficial if Asarac it's gone. notices you holding his phylactery, and as soon as you enter the room, he turns, and all his attention is based on you, but he says nothing. No. He doesn't have a reaction to do this. doesn't have a reaction. Nope. I want to say, is there a way I could roll to see if I know how to destroy this, but I feel like that's going to take and my make an turn. Make a check, it will take your turn. Mm, um, wait, no, wait, no, 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 sorry, the weird target thing only works for attacks, so it doesn't let me do two things per turn. I don't know if this is how you run it, Gale. Yeah. But I have read somewhere, and I don't know whether it was raw or just someone's homebrew, but when you cast Identify, it lets you know how to destroy an item. Ah, so it's, I, um, I don't know if that's raw or not, though. I don't uh, think. I, uh, okay, we'll say. Yeah, it I tells think, you. Every, I, it tells you everything yeah. about the item. So that I, said, look, if you don't want to run it that way, that's fine. That said, that it, it is Asarak's phylactery. Mm. So the identifier revealed everything it's going to reveal. Okay. Would the act of and this is really fucking reaching here. The act of creating a phylactery, would that be considered a curse? No. Shit. Well, that goes that plan. Do you want to just hurl it in the lava? Um, you do suspect I... that, like, the identification didn't tell you exactly how to destroy it, but you do suspect it can be damaged like any other thing. Hmm. So, yeah, Bobbit's going to be holding the uh, thing in one hand and just yell at it, Asterak going... You get exactly one chance to leave this plane forever or face oh. losing a piece of yourself. Please. What do you say? Please <laughs> make a persuade check at disadvantage. That's not surprising me. Either way, Bobbit's done with this shit and wants this to end one way or another. Okay, come on, big whammies. Please, please, my best stat. I hate disadvantage. It seems like a net 20 pops up every time you send some disadvantage, <laughs> but that is a 21 regardless. 21? The DC was 25. Asarak just shrugs and he says, Go ahead. I have all of time. I can make another one, whether it be 10 years, 20 years, or 100. Uh -huh. One day I will be back. But it won't be today. And just drops, throws it into the lava. You hurl the phylactery into the lava, it lands and flames engulf it, burning it away immediately. You see the shard of Asarak's huffs, the shard of Asarak's soul escaping from the phylactery, turning into a faint mist 
that dissipates over the laughter, over the lava. The sound of it dissipating, the sound of the lava boiling, mixing with Azarak's laughter. <laughs> His phylactery is destroyed, but he doesn't but... seem to care. Uh, well, that's rude. Is there anything else I can do with my turn? That's pretty much going to be it, isn't that's it? That's it. But he won't regenerate, so... Well, yay, great, but he is still going to fucking destroy us. It is Asarak's <sighs> turn. He yeah. points his finger at Onyx and casts Power Word Kill. No, no, he's not. You're going to counterspell <laughs> <you>. that? <laughs> Fuck you. He's going to counterspell your counterspell with his own reaction. Onyx, Onyx, please don't have How many spell slots left? Yep. You don't have any left. I don't have any third or fourth. I've well, used five, I've used four counter spells and a polygon. And, no one else, and nobody else has counter spell. No, no one else is an arcane caster. Well, then Avada Kedavra shouts Asarak. A beam of green light hits Onyx. He falls to the ground again. And the and final god. <laughs> yep, the final god within his head dissipates. He's back. One back to his feet with one hit point. My constitution goes back down to plus four instead of plus six. Uh, which takes my max down. I'll work that out in a minute. It's Keshma Al Wazir's turn. She rushes towards Asarak and she swings at him twice with her scimitar. And that will be. Uh, one hit. Uh, sorry, I was rolling the wrong thing then. Uh, yeah, still one hit. He takes 10 points of slashing damage plus 5 points of lightning damage. Goes down to 65 HP. It is the air elemental's turn. It is going to try and trap him in a whirlwind now. The wind begins to blow through the room, and he's going to make a strength save, strength being his weakest stat. He's still got a non nat 20 on it, though. Of course he fucking does. And if he failed, he would have chose to. to, The whirlwind picks up, but doesn't manage to get Asarak. Okay. Uh, it is Sir Lucian's turn. He's going to attempt to make an intelligence save of 20 to get out of the maze. He rolled mm. a 6. Yeah. At the end of his turn, Asarak uses one of his legendary actions to cast a ray of frost on Onyx. <laughs> Damn it. I can't do anything, so you... That is a nat 20. Yeah. I mean, he still had to make death saves, I guess. He still does. Uh, I'm just going to roll the damage just for fun, though. So that yeah. is... <laughs> 4d8. That is 50 points of cold damage. Yep. Yeah, uh, I got one save. Yep. So you are... You've... I'm now down. Yep. <laughs> uh, you're down with one save. Okay. It is Onyx's turn. Make another death save, please. Oh, I got an 18 and a 19. Like, my first yeah. save was an 18, my second save was a 19. You watch my next one be a fucking nat 20. Yeah, be too late. So two of them have passed, okay. At the end of your turn, Asarak is going to cast Ray of Frost on Onyx again. Yep, so... That is a 29 to hit, so fail two saves. Okay. It is Ava's turn. Ava is going to pop out and shoot him with two Void Arrows again. Go ahead, roll to hit. Uh, I just need to mark off the two Void Arrows. 
actually... No, she has the prone arrows. She's yep. gonna use the two prone arrows instead. Go ahead. Uh... Fucking Christ. Can... I'm gonna use two inspiration points to re-roll both of those, because yep. both of those were twos. Yep, so what did you get now? Um... A 21 and a 29. 21 and a 29 are both hit. Go ahead, roll the damage. Okay, so the first roll has Dreadful Strikes, Favoured Foe. Um, uh, um, the spell that I used, I forgot what it's called. So that damage is 1, 4, 6... 10, 16. So the first attack is 16. And then he has to... How do the prone, the knockback arrows work? Ah, he's just going to make a strength save. Yeah. He rolled an 11. He's going to choose to pass that instead. Is that his third legendary resistance? No, that was his second. Because I used it. I made him use one. Zinhorn's made him use one. And then there was that one. Well, you didn't make him use one. He just passed that one himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the second one... Uh, does a spell attack ev- uh, go off every time, or was it just the first attack of the... Just the first, I believe. Okay. So the second one's just going to be plain damage, which was a one, of course. So seven damage, and then he has to make a strength save again. Seven damage, okay. And he's going to make a strength save. And this time he got a 18. Okay, uh, I don't. I'm guessing that's not against hers, it's against this. Yeah, just against yeah. the arrow. Because that's yeah, a common so he item. Passed. Yeah, he passes that one. Yep, at the end of. And then of... she goes back, back into in. the. At the end of his turn, he casts Ray of Frost on Onyx. And there we go. You want me to save you or just leave it? Up to you. That's a nat <laughs> no. 20. No, That's a nat 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Onyx is dead. Onyx is dead. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> Asarak just laughs. <laughs> and there you go. I've already got the murder for a new phylactery. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It is Zinhorn's turn. Well, that's I see. I was about to do some curing of wounds, but <laughs> that doesn't work yeah. anymore. Doesn't help that the one guy who had Bravoo Fly is now dead. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Onyx didn't have Bravoo Fly. You didn't have Fly? I thought you did. No, I'm not even thinking of Bulb. Yeah, Bulb yeah, had Bulb. it. Onyx does. Sorry. Onyx is Sorcerer. My bad. Um, yeah, he just keeps shooting rays of frost until he blasts Onyx's corpse into just icy pulp with icicles hanging off the bits of meat. Just laughing the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I'll still take healing if you're gonna throw it some healing. <laughs> well, in that case, if I'm on the corner closest to Bold, how far away is that? Uh, this I is five ten. Five ten. Uh, okay, there it's five ten. 15, 20, 25, 30 feet exactly. Okay. 
And I'm still 30 feet within Cashbar? Yes, you are. And I don't know about the air elemental, but I'm going to do another round of Mass Cure Wound. Yep. Um, myself, Kashmir, um, Bobbitt, and if I can, the air elemental. Yep. Okay. Go ahead and roll. Uh, 3d8. That's 3-3, three, three, so that's 9 plus 5, is 14. 14, that's still better than nothing. Asarak has no more legendary actions, so he can't do anything after you end your turn. Which makes it Alessander's turn. Okay, um... Can I, before I end, can I yep. jump back into the... You can, uh, yep. You run back and hide behind the uh, wall. And air elemental before I go. Uh, no, air elemental goes on Kashmir's It's turn. It's not my air oh, that's right, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, for, again, what's a habit? It's an elemental, I think. Okay. Um, I am going to take one of my potions of supreme healing. Yep. I have two. Yep. I'd like you to roll a d100 for me, please. Yeah, I know, I knew this was coming. This is, this is the day where I either save myself or get fucking destroyed. Eleven. Eleven. You drank the actual potion. So go oh, ahead and roll that... your health. Uh, so a potion of a supreme healing will be... I wrote that somewhere. My inventory sheet. 10d4 plus 20. As yeah. Drink the glimmering red liquid. 10d4. No. Okay, we're just going to go that plus 20. So 52. 52. Better than nothing. Okay. Yeah, it does. It brings me back over the instant kill margin. It is Asarak's <laughs> turn. Asarak. Uh, no, isn't, yep. isn't, potion, isn't the oh, potion yeah, no, yeah, section? Go ahead. Take your turn. All right. Yeah, so, from let's see where I count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, 11, 12. I can just get to... I believe I can just get to here... Yes, with my movement, which puts me in striking range, correct? Yep, you fly over the yeah. lava pit, mess, so menacing a... <laughs> your the, your lycanthropic muscles in front of Vasarak. Yeah, it's just it's just a flying wear tiger about to go clock a an undead. Okay, so I get these two hits that I'm about to go with both with advantage, correct? Yes. Okay, this not going to do a ton of damage, but All right, first is a twenty-eight to hit. 28 to hit. Ah, uh, that's a hit. Okay, and you know what? Just because I can, because I have this thing, where's the dim? I know the stuff. I had all this stuff written down, and I keep moving it. Uh, yep. I am going to, because I haven't used any of them yet, I'm going to use all 10 charges on this first Ooh, swing. Oh, nice. Just in absolute rage of watching, again, another friend die directly next to me, because, you know, that's just doing so well for the psyche. So that's going to be, we'll go the 1d6, uh, 1d6 plus 7 first for the normal hit, which is going to be 9 points of bludgeoning. Yep. And then we are going to use 10d6 of force damage. Because, again, fuck this guy. Six, please, big, please, big. That's gonna be forty-seven points of force damage. <laughs> just not even like you know, doesn't even use the command word. It's just an inhuman roar as she just brings the stuff across his head. 
Okay. Is he still up? Yes. Cool. I'm gonna go and hit him again because he's pissing me off and needs to die. Go ahead. With advantage. That is. I'm, I'm going to assume a 29 hits. It does. Okay, if you could be so kind to roll something a little higher than like a 1 this time. Uh, that's gonna be another 9 points of bludgeoning damage as she absolutely smacks him again. Ooh! You smack him, he falls to his knees, his bones cracking, and then he looks up at you, his eyes glowing red with hate, and somehow climbs to his feet. He has five HP remaining. Oh, get fucked! <laughs> is it his turn? It is now his turn. It's seven points of fire damage. Uh, I, I did <gasps> actually forget to mention in the time stop that he put the fire out, so I haven't been adding it. Uh, uh, damn it! But well, this he, sucks. he starts his turn by pointing his staff at Teshma and casting power word till a fanatic Counter spell. He's going to use his reaction to cast uh, counter spell. Why do I keep doing that? That was my well. That was my last spell slot. So Teshma screams as the beam of green light hits her. She falls limp and her body sinks down into the lava, and the yeah, air elemental yeah. disappears. I'm saying this both in character and out of character. Why the hell can't I save anyone? <laughs> it is Sir Lucian's turn. Yeah. Well, he's yep. He's going to um, attempt an int save. Did Ava take any damage while I was gone? Ava did not. Okay. No, but Aserac did. Awesome. Sir Lucian rolled a nat 20. What? He <laughs> You're passed. kidding me. He rolled a nat 20. He's back. Sir Lucian steps out of thin air right no. next to Aserac. He no. raises his sword. He sees Aserac no. sitting there on his knees. You see Sir Lucian smile, and he says, This is for the death curse. May you Watch be struck down in the name of Scuttlebutt. Is this dude seriously going to steal this kill? Yeah, probably. Here comes the first one. <laughs> Come on, baby. Just fucking do it. This is Nat such one. a him thing to do. That one? one on the first one, as he steps towards Aserac, and... You see, his, you see his right foot slip, and Bobbit, you look down, you see a banana peel there. So it... Lucian manages to stand firm, he doesn't trip over, but his blade is just short of where he needs it to be. He raises it and goes in again. Another d20. That is 3 plus 11. That is a 14. Oh, that is not it, enough please. to hit Aserac. He's just hit him. He squares. Does he have any inspiration? He does. He does. But I'm saving that. He for what? squares <laughs> for this roll. <laughs> he squares his shoulders, raises his sword, and goes in again. Nat twenty. <laughs> <laughs> this kill stealing motherfucker in one turn has just done all the Seleucian things he could have possibly done. So that Nat is... one. Yeah. Just that is. You. 38 points of damage on Aserath. So Lucian oh. Scuttlebutt steps forwards, raises his sword, and his eyes burning with triumph, brings it down, shattering Aserath's skull into dust. 
A bright light sweeps through the room from Asarak's staff, engulfing all of you as Asarak screams his death cry and his body crumbles into dust. You're engulfed by the light, can no longer see. A rushing sound fills your ears. And then... Allow me to get some appropriate music. Because you'll probably want some appropriate music. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about solution of all people just <laughs> coming in out of nothingness, slipping on a banana pill, and then murdering Asarak. The light subsides. Asarak has been defeated. And you are standing in the jungles outside of Omu, teleported to the entrance of the Tomb of the Nine Gods. Oh god, my stuff! Asarak's last dying act to expel you all from his tomb, his final trick. I would like everybody to please make charisma, uh, please make charisma saves. Okay, what All is... my stuff was still... I had so much stuff still in there. God damn it. I well, have, oh, I've got a 7. 8. Uh, non-nat 20. Non-nat 20. These metal dice are getting retired, I think. I need to buy a new set. Oh. Roll for Lucian. <laughs> All of my stuff! What did you do? Hey, what did you do to not have all your stuff? Remember that that lovely thing we were in the staff room and I like emptied a shit ton of my stuff out? Oh, right. Don't worry, (laughs) don't worry. Don't Don't worry, I'm not going back in there for it. Don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry, I've got it sorted. Um, so, how did you do on your, uh, how did you do on your charisma save? Mine? Yeah. Uh, non-nat 20. Okay, so that is a group pass. As you climb to your feet, surveying the jungle around you, you hear the voices of the remaining gods in your heads. Each of them says, thank you. And then you feel them depart. The magic items that the gods allowed you to attune with, perhaps as a parting gift, one last thank you, combined force of your personalities, your individual oh. willpower remain intact. Oh. Then, oh, the final gift from the gods. You hear them, you hear their voices in the wind, whispering through the tree branches, through the leaves, through the grass, whispering, thank you, thank you, now we can rest. There is a flash of light. A small crack in the air appears in front of you. And expelled from it above its belongings. (laughs) They tumble (laughs) out of the vortex and land at your feet. It's just just a pile of junk. I'm guessing the items on Onyx though don't come out. No, Mm. they do not unfortunately. Any items, them, did we? any items that Onyx had on his person, as well as any that Asarak had, are left within the tomb. As you turn around and see the stone door sealed once again, 
the puzzle pieces required to open it, having teleported once again to the Omuan shrines, those treasures will remain on the bottom level, perhaps to entice future generations of adventurers to try their luck just as you did Sorry, in the tomb of the Nine Gods. <laughs> Whereas you return to Omu, you find a pleasing sight. The UNT, all of them gathered in the city, waiting to meet you. They hail you as heroes, inviting you into their palace where they hold a great feast in your honour. At the end of it, Alessander is honoured as the hero who restored the yuan to their former glory. The Black Opal Crown is exchanged in a grandiose ceremony. The next morning, you square your shoulders for the long journey back through the jungles of Cholt, back to Port Nianzaru. And then a great shadow blocks out the sun and falls over Omu. You look up into the sky to see what horror awaits you now <laughs> and see the and see the airship the star goddess its propellers spinning sailing hovering over omu standing at the helm captain thessalandra bravewing waving to you You are taken back to Port Nianzaru aboard the airship, and despite the great distance you have travelled, it appears news travels fast in Cholt. You arrive in Port Nianzaru, the airship touches down in the harbour, and you disembark to find the streets filled with revelling, celebrating people gathering around you in a throng of excitement honouring the heroes who brought the death curse to an end. The entire city is already in the midst of great celebration. They hold you all above them, heroes of Cholt, heroes of Port Neanderu, the merchant princes, sponsor ten days of non-stop feasting partying, and reveling. They, uh, all of this is held in your honour. The heroes of Port Nianzaru, Lady Alessandra and her entourage, who returned to Cholt in a time of great need and rescued her people from a terrible fate. But, perhaps, among even her, Sir Lucian Scuttlebutt, the survivor of the Death Curse, the one who refused to die, the one who brought Asarak to heal. He receives feasts in his honour, is given free drinks and free room and board at all of the inns and taverns in the city, becomes a guest of honour at the dinosaur races, an entire top box is cleared out in his honour and he spends the next few months living it up in Port Nianzaru 
watching the dinosaur races on the Merchant Prince's dime and enjoying the throngs of revelers who pay him respects every day and come to grovel at his feet. Thus concludes Tomb of Annihilation. That is the end of the module, but... And I'll ask you for your opinions here. Is it the end of the campaign? No, I want to see what it is. Good answer. <laughs> module <laughs> Tuna for mentally, I have a mentally fractured freaking warlock to work with here. I'm not letting that go on this and on that note. <laughs> the module Tomb of Annihilation is over, but there is one more to come. The Lost City of Mesro, the final act of this campaign, where once and for all we will uncover the mysteries of Mesro and what happened to its people. Discover the origin of the terrible darkness that has infected all of Cholt and learn what caused Uptow to turn his back on his people. But until then, heroes of Cholt, you have 10 days, and then another 10 days, and then another to live it up in Port Nianzaru. Surely you must get tired of all these constant feasts and parties. But for a solid month, you live as kings and queens within the city. The people showing you a lifetime's worth of gratitude for saving them from the death curse and unbeknownst to them from something even worse, from the death god, from the Atropel, that if it were to awaken, would flood the entire world with darkness and drain the planet of Toril of all its life until it was nothing more than a dry, desolate husk. Before we end today's session, I would like, uh, Remy, to please roll a d100 and we shall determine what Bulb will be reincarnated as. As Bulb's soul survived and upon the Soulmonger's destruction moved onto the afterlife. And at the end of the first 10 day of reveling and partying, partying the Emerald Enclave sends representatives from Waterdeep they travel via plants to Port Nianzaru to honour Bulb, their hero, and provide the party with a free casting of reincarnation. So please, go ahead and roll. Using the dice that Kitty got me, I am so nervous right now. Mm. 84. 84. That is 66 to 0, 0. That is an unusual race. So please, roll again to determine which unusual oh. race it is. Of one uh, D100 again? Yep. Oh god. Oh! <laughs> I'm already anxious. Uh, 56. 56. Bulb shall return as... a fur bulb. Holy shit! <laughs> Damn! Oh my god, he is 
druid specs for life. <laughs> okay, I, I need to write that down. I need, I need, I need, I need. I know what I'm doing tonight. I, I, I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A grand ceremony is held in Bulb's honor, culminating with the new Bulbasaur stepping out of the light, stepping out into the open air plaza in Port Nianzaru that has been stripped of cobblestone, stripped of buildings that is to become the new site of the Cholton chapter of the Emerald Enclave. The furbolg form of Bulb stands in the open air plaza, inhales the fresh air and looks from left to right, taking in the faces, the throngs of thousands of people surrounding the plaza, saluting him as a hero who gave his life to save them. He looks at Bobbit, at Zinhorn, at Sir Lucian, and Ava. And Bulb, what do you say to your friends? Friends, do I have a story for you? <laughs> Indeed. Before you can say more, the representatives of the Emerald Enclave surround you. And allow me to please look, please quick, briefly open my Waterdeep Dungeon of the... my Waterdeep Dragon Heist module. As I have forgotten the name of the uh, contacts that you had in the Emerald Enclave. I won't be a moment. <laughs> ah, here we go. Uh, Emerald Enclave. Here we go. Malinar. That's it. The Archdruid Malinar Fellbranch steps forwards ahead of the contingent of druids. Stands in front of the party, walks to Bold, silently bows his head, and then he looks around, raises his hands, and says, In honor of the accomplishments of your party, in honor of the stability you have brought back to Cholt, I hereby christen with the blessing of the merchant princes this plaza as the site of the Cholton Emerald Enclave and to administer it he turns looks at both Zinhorn and Bulb I christen as archdruids of the Cholton Circle Bulb Isaw and Zinhorn Aloro the crowd around you breaks into raucous applause. The Emerald Enclave Cholton Circle has been born, and Zinhorn and Bulb, you will rule it instead. The first circle to have two Archdruids, each of equal standing, ruling side by side. Your mission to watch over Cholt, to bring the teachings of the Emerald Enclave to the people of Cholt, to protect the balance between civilization and nature, and bring stability to this cursed continent. Congratulations. 
that ends this week's session, and indeed, that ends the last session for the year. Three months of downtime will proceed between now and the first session next year. We will get into how you spend that downtime at the start of next session. For now, you don't need to worry about business. Now is the time of celebration, to revel in your status as heroes, and to simply enjoy the fact that you not only survived, but triumphed against the tomb of annihilation. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, for being there every step of the way. We at Dungeons and Dagons would like to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. We will be back for D&D on the 6th of January. And the day after that, the 7th of January, for Vampire the Chicago Chronicles. But don't fret, we still have two pre-recorded sub-episodes of Vampire the Chicago Chronicles to come. One will be released later tonight. The other one next week. So we've still got some content to tide you over. Once again, happy holidays. Thank you for joining us. And until then, remember the heroes of Cholt. Those who should be honoured above all. For they saved forgotten realms from the wrath of the Arch Lich. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Merry Christmas.